talk with the six men. Be better than yesterday, I gotta be better than yesterday No matter if I'm playing six man or star, I'm better than yesterday I gotta be better than yesterday, I gotta be better than yesterday No matter if I'm playing six man or star, I'm better than yesterday We gotta be better, do better, that's every minute, every second Drop a juice, hope you collecting them. The voice of the people, we all gon' get heard. This real feel never clear what I say. Always tuned in, never tuned out. Gotta stay walking, be a sleepwalker. Gotta stand up, got too many stand out. Stay ready, like the six man of the year. We up now. We, we, we up now. Be better than yesterday, I gotta be better than yesterday. No matter if I'm playing six man or star, I'm better than yesterday. In the world of college sports, at least in California, this could be a game changer. Affecting powerhouse schools like USC, UCLA, Stanford, and Cal, the new legislation could soon allow college athletes to hire agents and get paid for the use of their name, image, or likeness. Already clearing the state assembly in a blowout vote, 72 to 0, the Fair Pay to Play Act could change the way college recruits make a living. Haley Hodson with Stanford's top volleyball recruit. The NCAA has gotten away with being able to exploit the um, media rights of student athletes, and they generate billions of dollars in revenue from an unpaid labor force. With support for the bill coming from pros like LeBron James, who never attended college, the superstar says college athletes can responsibly get paid for what they do and the billions they create. And there is big money in college sports. The TV deal for March Madness raking in more than $800 million. Under Armour's deal at UCLA worth $280 million. In a game where universities make billions, some student athletes live in poverty. Shabazz Napier said this before winning a national championship at UConn. They're all hungry nights that, that I go to bed and uh, I'm starving. With the NCAA threatening to make California universities ineligible to play for national championships, many major colleges in California also oppose the legislation. Phenom Zion Williamson, who was nearly seriously injured while at Duke, could have lost out on a contract said to be worth $120 million over seven years. But now in California, a new bill, some say, will even the playing field. Controversial for sure, Miguel, but walk us through exactly why the NCAA specifically and these universities are opposing this particular piece of legislation in California. Well, Craig, essentially they're saying what this is is a pay-to-play system and that this will recruit top athletes from across the nation that want to now come to California instead of other universities and other states because they can get paid here. So they firmly stand against it. We'll see what happens in just a few weeks. So recently I've been doing some digging and it has been some some stuff that came up with 
the NCAA and, you know, it's always been a lot of conversations about why people, you know, athletes, wherever they, whatever they play in the NCAA, you know, why they don't get paid. And I mean, I got a couple athletes that played. I got, a, you know, myself and my man GP who, you know, have a perspective. And so I got a guy on the phone who played for Delaware State University, played football. I got my man here who played for Delaware State, he played basketball. So we can kind of talk about this whole NCAA and this, this ruling because I feel like California is saying one thing, New York is saying another thing. So I feel like when we talk about players being paid, right? And we're not talking about, I'm glad you cleared it up, GP. We're not talking about players being paid directly from the school, but we talking about players being played off their likeness. And when we say likeness, you would just bring the point up about um, the EA Sports game, you know, Coach K, you know, when, when Delaware State was on that game, he was like, hold up, I was on that game, they might not have had my name, but my number, my name was on there, and they used my strength, which was shooting, mm -hmm. on that game, so when you talk about that, how does that, how does that, how, I mean, how does these, how do these rulers make you feel, and do you think they good or bad? Uh... I think, it's, I think it's a good thing. I think any forward progress on some type of payment, stipend, um, investments, something. I, th I think the players need something. It doesn't necessarily have to be a forward pay. I would love it to be a forward. Who wouldn't want a forward pay? You know, but I think any type of ruling that goes for the players can only be a positive thing. And I just hope that the conversation keeps being pushed forward because the players need a lot more. The NCAA is a multi-multi-billion dollar industry. And when you think about it, the players, um, to put it quite frankly, are at the bottom of the barrel. Right. They're the ones that, that fuel the fire. They're the ones that bring all of everything to the NCAA as a, as a corporation and industry. But they're really the bottom of the barrel, and I just think that they need there needs to be something for the players. What you think, Tay? Man, look, this this, this thing is it, it's so much even deeper than what we touching right now. So if you really think about it, it's two sports, and you know, in sports that they have all these rules where you can't go from high school to the pro. It's the two sports we dominate: football and basketball. You know, if you think of the grand scheme of things, how do they keep us poor? They keep us poor about putting us in the bottom and saying, look, you got to go to college first so we can make money off of you before you're able to go make money. You know what I mean? So if you think about that, now they're saying that they make billions. Like, this is Zion last year. They, they made a billion off of him. He had no reason in being in nobody college. But the fact that those folks say, look, we got to get money off his back first before he can get money. You know what I mean? So, like I say, for them, to, it should be these, these athletes should be getting paid because, like Hood know, we all were college athletes. We was on scholarship, but we, were, like I say, if you ain't have family backing, you're struggling. Right. People under people want to know why, like Honey Badger, when he was down at LSU selling wheat, because you're just playing in front of eighty thousand people, balling. Everybody calling your name. You get back to your room and ain't got a dime. So hey. your man back home, your man back home say, "Yo, check this out. Push this bud for me. You keep that. You good." Right. And people say he crazy. He ain't crazy. He trying to survive. Hey, Tato. You, you, yeah. What? Yeah, I agree with you. And what they don't know is like what I was telling 
what I was telling um, telling GP and, and K Dog was that not only did we, were we not allowed to, they wasn't giving us no money, but we wasn't allowed to have a job. You can work you, as a D1 player. You're not allowed to work. Mm. So exactly. I was telling them. So imagine somebody coming from an inner city or coming from nothing or or whatever. You just you just told him, and you know, and imagine somebody that has a kid or children. Yep. You you brought him in there to the program, saying that this is what you want him to do for the program, but at the same time, he's not allowed to generate income or receive yeah. income in any type of way. Mm. And I think that a lot of people miss the fact that. As a rule, Division One players were not allowed to work. Yep. So I think that's where they miss it. Sometimes I mean, some people just don't care. They feel like you know they got the scholarships or don't give them nothing else. But other people that come to school that get uh, academic scholarships, they can work. They still they can still work. They can work. Think about it. You think about all, a lot of the petty BS that that athletes get into. This why this is why they doing it. Stealing stuff, you know what I mean? Selling this, doing dumb. They doing that because they trying to survive. We come from a mentality. A lot of us come from the inner city where we are. We, we know how to survive the wrong way. So you put us in a situation where, okay, our ability gets us out of the hood. That's cool. That's fine. Our right. ability gets us on, on the field, on the court. That's cool and fine. But at the end of the day, I got a female on campus that I can't even take to the movies. Yo, it's ego coming. And now I gotta figure out, yo, I gotta get some money. I, I, I can't work. Right. You know what I mean? I, I, I can't. My people ain't got it. I gotta find a way to survive. And that's what a problem. Like, like I said, you give these kids some a couple dollars here. It ain't gotta be. They, they. We ain't talking about giving them a, a, a two thousand dollars a month, like they, like they. You know what I mean? Really in a in a professional level, any type of sort. But give them something that, that they can survive off of. I promise you that these petty crimes that these athletes are doing will go down. Will go down so fast. I agree. They, they able to survive. And if you can't survive, we know one thing. Can right now, if everybody took everything away from you right now, and that baby girl needs something, you're going to go get it. Oh, that's, that's just how we... Yeah, that, that, that's ain't, the, we ain't going to question and, that. Right. And that's the same. That, 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 that's what these... That's the, that mindset of these athletes. I'm in this dorm room, dead broke. Now, we know who's at Dow State. You missed the calf. Dog, that 8 o'clock that next morning is a long way away. <laughs> Yo, so you you, you got to figure it out. You know what I mean? We I remember being on, on the floor with 10 or 15 football players. We we, we had dollar heads. We, we scraped up enough money for us to just go buy some wings or something so everybody can survive through the night. Should it, as, as, as D1 athletes, why should we have to do that? Right. You know what I mean? So I think it's a great thing. But I say the, the biggest fear, the biggest fear is for us, people that look like us, to be able to grind and survive. They don't want that. They want us to, they, they want to keep us down as long as they can. If we able to, to make it to the, 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 uh, the league in, in different sports, okay, yeah, now y'all going to give some money. But other than that, nah, everything is to keep us down. The SAT, the not being paid, all of this is a, 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 this country's way of keeping us in a box. You know what I mean? Because you turn on any TV, or any basketball or football game, any Division One, what do you see out there? Us. Yeah. It's just the way of the world. We we dominate. We dominate the stuff that come on TV. Baseball ain't coming on TV like that for, for college. You know what I mean? But you turn the football game on. And now that you see us, you look at the offensive line and the quarterback position. 
in front of this country right now. You see them dark faces on the offensive line now. You see them dark faces in that quarterback. Nah, nah. So what California doing, I love it. I love it. These young men deserve, and young men and women deserve to be paid for their talent. I don't care how they do it. Come on sometimes. Yeah, not much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tato, we were just talking about that, your statement about the college baseball. That was actually a good point. Yeah, that was that's actually a good point. You don't really see college baseball like that on prime time. You see the uh, you see the major leagues, but not college baseball. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And, and, and it's sad because you think about these baseball kids running around here. Like you're a baseball kid in high school, you you do well enough, you go to the minor league and get paid right now. Yeah. Bam, you good. Damn you right. You got this hooper. You got this hooper out of DC. Who by the Baltimore that's balling and can play now? He's gotta gotta go to college. You gotta get your SAT scores. Mm-hmm. You gotta go to college to get the opportunity to go to your next level. Mm-hmm. That ain't fair. Like I say, it, it's just the way in this country to keep us oppressed. Point blank, period. Whatever they can do, because we, we are the dominant force, no matter what we are, we're a part of. And you can hate that. You can hate us all you want. We gonna we gonna find a way. Think about the SAT. Cause we back in the day, it was seven hundred. When we started accomplishing that 700, they said, no, that's too much. Let's change it. It went to 820. Right. We started getting to 820. Let's go to 1010. So no matter what they do, we're going to keep achieving, and they're going to keep trying to find a way to keep out our outreach. Because you think about how many dudes in all of our hoods that if they would have had the SAT scores, it could have went to college, would have been in the league right now. In all, in March, we all got them hood legends. That grades and SAT kept them, kept them in, in the struggle. Now they... They in the uh, 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 in the streets, in the jails, in the graves, because they kept us oppressed. Right. We just got to find a way. I mean, it's real, but that's what they doing to us. Right. GP, what you got? I mean, personally, for me, I agree with you guys that the players they should get compensation, whichever way. You know, I'm not gonna say somebody should directly get paid. I think that's a long road to figure out. How that's going to be done based on how the fuck did you break that down? Yeah, I mean that's if, if it passes that that happens, then the NCAA I have to figure it out. But I'm just saying for you to go out and find a way to make money off your own likeness, I think that's a step in the right direction. Hell yeah! Um, you know, play devil's advocate though. You know, what do you guys, as former players, feel about people who say that getting a free education is enough mm. compensation? You know what I'm saying? I would like to hear. Your point of view is the education worth that much in gold to you versus, you know, to say, hey, we struggling, you know, I, I just want to hear your point of view of actually getting a free education. What do you guys think that that, because some, some kids, like, I'm not really there to get the education. Like, you can't tell me that a Kevin Durant or a player who know a Zion Williamson, they was like, I'm here for school. But nah, I'm not, after, after the season, no, but I ain't going to class. Damn. You know what I'm saying? They ain't going to class during the season. But if you know no, that You only got to go to a certain point. Right, but if you not. At a certain point, you got to go to class. Right. And then you can stop going. But if you're not that's that caliber player, how, how valuable is the education? I was having this conversation earlier uh, with Mel J. Right. So, hey, Tato, I was having this conversation earlier today. I'm sitting in the driveway uh, with my stepdad, just sipping. We just, we just talking about college stuff. And I was telling him that I preach to these kids, and I will continue to preach to these kids about being a student first, right? Because, you know, the majority of people do not ever go pro anything. So you got to be a student first. But I told him 
that the real the reality of what we had in college, they say student athlete, but really we were athlete students because yeah. our athleticism is what paid us to get there. Mm. Our athleticism paid for our tuition. Now, if our athleticism stopped in any kind of way, if our coaches felt any kind of way, then we don't, we can't be there for the program. They would kick us out. So e- even though they preach grades first, which should be the way, and always is the way, is students first. But the reality, and I use Javan as an example, you know, uh, uh, you know, I can use him for multiple examples, and I hope I use him in a in a positive way, not a negative way. But when they stripped him of his scholarship, I saw the difference. They stripped him of his shit for whatever they felt like stripping him of, and it also hurt him academically. So he was he was really an athlete student, not a student athlete. So whether you're a star player and you're only there for a minute. Or you're a guy like me that's there for four years. Really, I got to be on my grind first with basketball to pay for my school. To get into the class to make the grade. Now, now look, so Tato, if I make the grade and I'm getting straight A's, but I'm bullshit on the the court, they're going to recruit over me and put me out. That's the truth. Every year, like I say. School and school is great. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Get that, get the education. Like I say, come out of school without debt is probably one of the best things that we've ever done. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? As an athlete, any athlete, that, that that's awesome. But like I say, it's always a bigger picture because maybe not at Dell State, but you got to think about all the money that's generated mm-hmm. off of these athletes across this country. Mm-hmm. So you're giving this athlete this scholarship, but he's bringing you probably three to four times what you gave him for that scholarship. Because understand this, us going, us, us taking a seat in this classroom ain't costing them no money. Right. Nope. That's what you got to think about. Mm-hmm. So whether we was in that classroom or not, if you take me a hood out of Dell State, it ain't cost Dell State a dime. Right. It ain't cost them nothing. It's just, okay, yeah, it, it, it's just like a party. You know what I mean? We, we, you, you throwing a party or whatever. If I let my man in for free, it ain't hurt me. I just ain't getting no money for that. Right. You know what I mean? But I'm going to charge the next person and get that money. So what they trying to say is like like they really put a lot of money into it. They not. Mm-hmm. They really not. Mm-hmm. They, we, we just placeholders. Right. You know what I mean? And like who is saying, as soon as we don't amount to what they want us to be, they will find a way to get you out of it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They will, they will recruit over time of you. They will do whatever they got to do. And that's just, like I say, it's a business. Yeah. College is a business. It ain't, it, ain't, it ain't about school. It ain't about education. It's a business. And every year you gotta you gotta handle your business on that court, on that field, to make sure you still got your place. Because I, that's a lot of football cats that came in with money and didn't make it all the way through. Exactly. Same thing with basketball. This, <laughs> in our in our so, four years, the major I actually think that the majority of the people outside of the the class that came in with with me, they 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 didn't they they didn't make it all through. They didn't graduate. Yep. The majority yep. of them didn't graduate. Facts. Like I say, it's, 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 a, it's a business. And like I said, and when, that's one thing I, I try to teach my, my, my kids and people, our kids I mentor. College is a business. they trying to figure out a way how can they make, and it's about money. How can you come to my school and I can make money off you? It, it, 
Wins and losses only account the dollar sign. You know what I mean? The more you win, the more money you get in your program. That's all. That's all they care about. Because you think about it, college coaches bouncing from school to school, so there's no loyalty in that. That's what one of my problems with NCAA when they talk about these transfer rules. If if you can't hold the, the coach of, uh, uh, to the fire for standing and being loyal to a school, why are you holding the kid? Right. You know what I mean? Because that, that, that's crazy. I come into school. I, I came to Dell State to play for Coach Hood. That's my man. Coach Hood sold me on Dell State to play for me. I get there. Next thing you know, Coach Hood did a, a job at Maryland. He gone. And I'm stuck in the school. I really didn't want to be at, but I wanted to play for him. Mm-hmm. Now exactly. he's gone. And now I'm stuck for four years. Or I can transfer it down. Exactly. You know what I mean? That, that, it's a business. Like they, and, they, and they, like, like you said earlier, they don't care about the players. We just pause in this whole game. We just pause this game and making money. They don't care about us. I don't believe there should be any transfer rules. If a coach can go wherever they want to go, a place should be the exact same thing. Damn right. Something you said earlier about you know us being um, held to the fire as blacks to you know be loyal. To, I mean to have to go to college. Uh, I'm going to get an NBA somewhat of a pass on this because they flip-flop. You know, I, I think they're about to change the rule again. And the NBA has ways you can get around it. You can go play overseas right. and then mm-hmm. come play in right. the league. Right. But the NFL has a real problem with the three years. you got to play three years to go to the NFL. Um, right. I think it needs to be some type of farm system for football. College is the farm system. You can't go nowhere else and play, even if they start a European mm. league. It's not going to be nowhere near the competition right. that the NFL is going to provide. Right, right. That right. level of competition right. you will not get, and you won't. I don't think you'll survive in the NFL from playing, you know, some off-brand rugby type league that's more like the NFL over, overseas. You know what I'm saying? If you don't go to college and play at an elite level, then I think that you're going to struggle trying to make it to the NFL. So you know. That's true. I think I think we got to figure out a way for the NFL, for the college players to be able to lengthen their career, lengthen the pound that they take on their body from right. from college. And you basically taking for especially for running backs, offensive linemen, oh. you taking years off their career, making them off have to money. play. If that's they funny. if they got the talent, they should be able to go. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because the NBA did it because in the '80s we knew who the stars was in college. I think right. when people started going straight to the NBA or spending one year, it stopped that development. And then, right. the, then the NBA had to try to develop these, right. these um, not the player, but develop their personalities right. and make them no, start. Listen, Pat- Patrick Ewing was I, a star. I, 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 I'm going to tell you this, though. Right. I'm going to tell you this. One thing, though, it wasn't less about the development. It was more about the NCAA is a mob. Mm-hmm. The mob was losing money because these quality kids right. wasn't staying or wasn't going to college. So the Final Four that March Madness wasn't March Madness when the kids that should be in the Final Four are in the league get money. Right. So that's what that that's what that came like. Oh, we gotta yeah. figure this out. How can we stop this? But I, mean, I still think yeah. But I still think that you got the NBA should, should the NBA need to say like what's the direction I think they're going in now is so what that you got to figure it out. Right. We figure, we figure things out for ourselves. Y'all got to figure it out. <laughs> you know. So yeah. yeah. And yeah, like I said, football wise, yeah. like physically, no kid out of high school will 
ever be ready to go to the NFL. No. Like, no. That, that, that's just that's impossible. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that that that, that rule in play. But I, I'm gonna tell you something else that that I laugh at people when they get mad at college kids who don't play in bowl games because right. they don't want to get hurt. Like as the, as the coach side of me don't like it, but the business side of me understand it totally. If I'm a running back, you know what I mean, or I'm a, I'm 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 slated to get drafted. Why am I going to take a chance of getting hurt in a bowl game that means nothing to me? Right. It just means more money for the school. Right. You know That's what I mean? True. So why am I going to jeopardize my 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 livelihood? Because if I blow my knee out, it's my right. draft style, I go from a I go from a top five pick to a second or third round. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and people, they right. selfish. That's crazy. No, that's business. That's what I mean. Yo, when you go to college, if you have ambition to go to the next level, you everything you do is about business. You got this business decisions. You know what I mean? Should I wear a shirt? Should I do this? Should I, you, you, it's business decisions. You can't sit around and let these people play with your body because when you hurt and broke down, they go right. with you, next man up. Right. But next you, man yeah. up. But you, know, with you. you know, they turn that. They turn that into your dedication to the team, though. So that they use that to hurt, hurt your draft stock. Even though we understand it, we understand why he's making that decision. You know, once the scouts come and talk to the coach, they start to say, "Man, we, you know, we feel like he wasn't uh, all about the team." And they you, they do that to hurt your draft stock. And you you may you may fall from a a, a top ten pick down to twenty fifth. You might still go first round, but that still affects your money. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. So. I mean, because I know uh, Zion was talking about it. After right. he the shoe blew out and he turned his leg, right. they like, man, we might not make that, you know, that sweet 16 run, but he wanted to play. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. it's still his decision. But I think kids getting, you know, coached up the right way by their parents, by their legal teams mm. to say, nah, man, yeah. Hey, Tato. Yep. So let me flip it then. Okay, so we, we talk about um, – you know, possible reasons of guys not playing in bowl games and stuff like that, you know. So, what happens to the guy who has, a, like, a, like some type of significant injury? Everybody gets injured, of course, throughout a collegiate season. Nobody that plays significant minutes does not get injured. You know, people play with injuries and everything, right? So, right. What, what happens to the guy that, that is either ailing his injuries mm. or that eases up? And don't play as hard. This ain't no bowl game. Right. Now, now I'm not saying that he eases up for the games. Everybody got to go hard for the games. And I, I'm going to use right. my I'm going to use myself as an example. In a minute. In a minute. So, but <laughs> in a minute. But what what happens to the guy that is is looking long term during the season and is not yet at a bowl game or all star game or something like that? And he's like, well. He knows that he may have a money stock at the end. Right. Do you still look at that situation the same way? Well, like I say, it, it got back to business. Until you, until you secure your bag, you got to go. You know what I mean? Like I say, the, the bowl game, you got to think about it. A bowl game is usually a month and a half after the season. So by, the, by that last game of the season, your conference championship, mm. whatever your game is, when you are predicting your stock, that's where you are. Right. The only thing a bowl game can do to a top five pick is hurt them. Right. Like, yeah, it ain't gonna help you at all. So you go to a bowl game and you predictably be number five. Right. Well, you go to a bowl game and rush for two hundred and eighty-five yards, you still gonna be number five. So it's a, it, that's a, to, so that's a yeah, totally it's a, so that's a totally different situation, which is which right. I, which I get I get that I get that. Right. 
Um, right, so like I say, it, it don't like I say that the, the bowl game, the bowl games help that that sleeper. It might you might be a second round. I'm gonna give you a prime example. Uh, it was a kid out of Delaware uh, that played for Penn State, and his bowl game I forget his name. It'll come to me, but but he went off in the bowl game. Yeah, that joint shot his stock up. You know what I mean? So like I said, it, it helps them them lower level kids who might be a second round, third round pick. You know what I mean? And then you go on that big stage and you show out in front of a lot of people. A lot of teams. Oh, whoa! I can see he can play. Right. But when you're that guy that you've been the guy that you've been the guy, they've been watching you from forever. They already know what you can do. That makes sense. You know what I mean? That's just like Jadavion Clowney. He sat out. He said, "I ain't playing anymore," yeah. and he still went out. Of he did. I remember that. Yep. Yeah, yeah. That, 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 that was one of the original ones to do it. Right. It, 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 but it just, and I, like I said, even when he did, I was upset because it was the coaching side of me that was upset. Right. right. It wasn't the business side. You know what I mean? Because Clowney going there and turning his ankle up. Or Taz Dia, yeah. clearly drops out of the first round. Right, right. And exactly. That's millions of dollars gone. Right, yeah. you're right. So like Tato, so like even with Zion, when he when he tore his injury injury, when he came out that shoe, when he tore that shoe, right, the injury that he had, like I I rarely watch ESPN because I, I hate all the analyst shows and all that kind of stuff, but I did watch it for like the next couple of days after that, and you know there were people like um, I think Scottie Pippen and a couple of people that were on the show. Different people had their views on whether or not he should play anymore, right? And whether it would benefit him or not. But but each right. show had analysts saying whether he should play or not. In my head, I'm like, I can't imagine this kid not wanting to play. He right. came there wanting to play. You right. want to be a dog, right. Right. right? But they were given the business aspect of, right. you know, of. Playing or not playing. And Scotty said the same thing. He just said, Scotty said, he going first. He, it don't matter if he play or not. He going first. Right. He going first. Like I said, yeah. he, he, he was that talented. Yeah. Right. I, mean, I, I, I think why he came back, it was it, it, it was it was bigger than business for him. He's a player. Yeah, he's a player. You want to be a dog. You want to be able to get it. Right. The 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 the, the, the aura that was surrounding that game, and for him to go down in the, under the first minute. Yeah. That's why he had to come back because as that kid, you waited for that. You waited for that game your whole life. Right. Yeah, everybody that's exactly everybody right. Everybody dreamt of that game. I, I, I knew I wasn't going to college, hoop, but right. I always thought about that game. Yeah. You right. know what I mean? Yeah. You know I mean, when you got you got Barack Obama coming to the game, exactly. you go down <laughs> this year in the first minute. You know what I mean? Like yo, nah, I'm I agree. Right. I'm, like, <laughs> I'm coming back. Like, and you got to think about this: when when Duke got knocked out of the NCAA playoff, the ratings dropped. Plummeted, mm-hmm. plummeted, because it was all about Zion. Right. You know what I mean? People can say what they want. You think about even the NBA. LeBron didn't make the playoffs. The rating for the playoffs was down so far. Yeah. Right. You know what I mean? Because it's money, it's business. Like I say, they made a billion dollars off of Zion, and he got none of that. Right. Yes. You know what I mean? That, 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 and, it, and it's crazy because I, I like it. It's modern day slavery. Right. If you, we just gotta be. That's a, that's as honest and good. That's what it is. It's modern day slavery. The mindset is. We cannot allow them to get money before we get our money. Because once it gets to the league, yeah, the NBA players are getting their money, but the powers to be not. You know what I mean? So the, if people don't know, NCAA is a mob. They a mob. That's why they keep changing these rules. They sit back and say, yo, how can we, how can we win? You know what I mean? Because good, they ain't winning right now. It's good to have people like LeBron and Chris, uh, Rich Paul standing up for different things. Yeah. But, like, so with the whole likeness thing, though, right? So how do you guys feel about the recruiting advantage 
that California is going to have passing this bill. Right, they because are. if 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 I was you know if I know if I, if I know that Merlin looking at me, and I'm a I'm I'm a dog, but California I can go and get and give paid. me a whole team to say right. hey I'm give me autograph signings give me you know pitches or speaking engagements give me give me out there to make money in the off season. I'm going to Cali to right. play. Right. Well, if, if, they, if, if the bill stands how it is, it's going to be a ripple effect. Because, one, Alabama is not going to be left out. Right. <laughs> Alabama is a mob by itself. So, <laughs> so what's going to happen is, if that's happening in California, it's going to happen in Alabama. If what's happening in Alabama, it's going to come up in Clemson. Once they really get into these different, yeah, it gets to these different conferences, then it's going to be conference moves. You know what I mean? It's going to, it's going to go away from states. It's going to be a conference. So, if you're in the SEC, mm. this is the SEC rule. You know what I mean? This is the Big Ten. That's all I'm going to do. One thing about you, we got to always understand. These folks are smart. They got this shit already mapped out. You know what I mean? They already got every step of this way. They just hold on us like they trying to figure it out. It's already figured out. You know what I mean? It's already figured out. They just just plan the game with it like they always do. Hey, hey, Tay, so, man, I know you at work, man. Tell everybody what high school you went to, man. Even though I don't want to ask you this, but tell everybody what high school you went to, man. Hey, listen, I, I went to, I mean, in this country, I only, I only know one high school. I'm taking personal. I only know one high school. Jeez. You know what I mean? It, it, it's Dunbar. You know what I mean? And, and you ain't never got to ask what Dunbar, because there's only one Dunbar. That Maroon. You know you about to get off this goddamn car. <laughs> Well, I hadn't, I hadn't thought about it in terms of state legislature. But he's saying so, it's going to go from state to he, he 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 makes a great point. Like God dang! But the state still got to pass the state. The state first. still has to pass the bill first. Right. But just like you know, when they arguing with other stuff and from federal to state and all that kind of stuff, right. um, with the laws that goes on right now, you know everything that goes on. Mm-hmm. You got the federal stuff. You got the state stuff. If this comes to pass. He he made a great point of the teams that are at the top of the NCAA right now, yeah. and they are in different states, so right. they would have to find a way to not just keep it a state legislature. They would have to be able to pass something that maybe can be binding to certain things, or maybe they push it back off to the conferences. I don't know, yeah. but it's a tough thing from state to state. Once you start getting into state issues, that's a whole nother battle. There's a reason why the South is the South in terms of states, right? But it's, a, it's but the so with the comp with the state bill that's basically saying is it's illegal for you to tell him he can't live off his likeness, right? 
So basically, the state has to let the schools in that area know you can't do that. Right. You see what I'm saying? So I don't. If the conference says the conference can't hold you accountable, the state saying that you can do it. But that's what's hard because conferences are split between states sometimes. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, because you might have. So you can't put on a conference because they split between states. That's a good point because if. Maryland played a Big Ten, shit. Yeah, right. Yeah, that's so that true. Would be all the way across. All the way across yeah. the board. That's true. <laughs> that's true. And I, and, and I still feel like at some point, but they, but especially for yeah. football, I don't think they should have ever went to the Big no, Ten yet. No, no, they ain't ready for that. I'm like, y'all not. It's mean, lost 59. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I got to turn this shit off. <laughs> but I would, I would imagine that that's a good point that you're saying. That the comp, but, but the problem is the conference still not going to be able to hold you accountable if the state say I can, I can get Right. Paid. That makes sense. You know what I'm saying? That makes now, sense. Now, they might do some type of eligibility, but that's what I'm saying. Eligibility for the player. They might try to make it, but yeah. it's somehow. But if the state say I can make money on my likeness, then I can do it. Right. It's going to be interesting. It's, it's a very it's a very fun. detailed conversation, and you can't leave it up to um, people that is in legislature, nor the people that are the head of the NCAA to make these decisions. If you do, then it's going to be... Effed. I, I, mean, who, I don't who, feel like cussing who, who, right who now. Who do you leave it up to, though? You don't leave it up to any one particular person, but all I'm trying to say is that just like we have these opinions, we got to stay. We got to stay. People that are college coaches, HBCUs, mm-hmm. other other um, um, programs that are not HBCUs, they all have to speak up because if you leave it up to people that make laws and make the rules, they're usually the people that are detached from the players in reality. In right. this one in particular, you cannot. Or else it's still going to be uh, effed up. And, and Jamil Hill, she made a point where she was saying that she thinks black athletes need to go to black HBCUs. Well, there, right. there, well, yeah, there's a conversation for that as well. Right. I, I think we do as well, but it still has to be the best presentation for them. Right. And for them to, just like if you want your son... To go to the best school that, uh, for example, my, my, my son Dwayne is fluent in foreign language. He's about to take a test that's going to deem him as dual uh, bilingual. bilingual. Okay. He's going to be bilingual. Okay. So he needs to go to a school that's also going to bring out the best of that process so right. that for in his professional life, right. he can go get that bag. Right. So the same thing with sports. You want them to, to so they got to build that up the same way. And right. Certain programs have it with HBCU, right? You so know, FAMU, South Carolina. There, there's different programs that have been been flourishing in, in different ways in football, and some others better in basketball. Right. Shit, I think we all should go to HBCUs if we can be put in the best set. But you got to go with what's going to be best for you. Yeah, right. I think football. That's is, hard. We got a lot of players that come from small schools that go play football. Mm-hmm. All right, but basketball is different. It's a smaller group of players. You're talking about, you know, maybe, maybe 13 players a year that's going to have longevity in the, in the So you're going to ask the 13 players that's going to be the superstars to go to a school that they're not going to be seen. Right. So you got a program, you got a, a, a program in place. It has a hundred year head start on showcasing players. Right. We're putting them in a small conference. Now you're trying to build something. I'm just telling you it's gonna be hard for to get a parent to agree 
to convince their child to take the mode of the, the road of most resistance. You know what I'm saying? I, I hear that. So I think, you know, to say, I mean, I'm not, I would love it. I would love to have gone to school and seen the, the top players from the 90s, Allen Iverson, Stephon Marbury, Kobe. Right. I would have loved to see them playing in the, in the um, HBCU. I would, we probably would have traveled to go see that. Hell yeah. You see what I'm saying? Hell yeah. But they're not, I mean, that's not where you're going to be showcased. Right. You know what I'm saying? So now, and like I said, if you're not bringing the coaches to, to, to put these players in the right position, giving them the right um, tutelage they need to, to make it in the league, I mean, making it in the Play, making it long time in a league takes coaching. Right. You know what I'm saying? I mean, some stars, they got the great basketball IQs, but your great coaches can get them more. If they're not getting that at the collegiate level, man, they're not going to be ready. But you made right. a point, too, with the football, though, because you were saying that without basketball, the NCAA still can thrive. Yeah. Right. They right. can. So football bring in the money for right. NCAA. Right. So how, so, the big so, program. So how would that – uh, how, I mean, so I guess, I mean, because even in the piece that I, that I, that I watched, basketball wasn't the headline. No, football not. was the headline. Football was the big deal. Yeah. You Especially games. at the big school. Right. Ten, ten games. games. I'm going to tell you That's what. That's a lot of bread, obviously. <laughs> Bruh, when I, when we, uh, Versus 30. my senior right. year, my senior year, we went to play Georgia Tech. Mm. And so we stayed at a hotel. And when we got to the hotel, all we kept seeing old people walk around. I'm looking like, what the mess? Why is all these old people here in these orange hats? They had on Tennessee hats. Mm-hmm. Peyton Manning was coming to play. Was coming down to play. I guess they were playing Georgia. Georgia, yeah. So Tennessee fans, the faithful, are old because they follow their father, Peyton Manning's father, and all right. that kind of stuff. So. The the hotel was not flooded with. I don't even know if they was playing Georgia or Georgia Tech. They're all I know, they're probably playing Georgia because they're, they're in the same conference. Right. So all these old white people were flooded throughout the whole thing with all Tennessee stuff on, and all we could think was, "Well, we come and play Georgia Tech. We feel like so small. We feel like a little little Happy Meal McDonald's. You know what I'm saying? We feel like a little short." But it made me realize they were traveling to support their mob. Right. Yeah. And these was the old people, you not the young people. And right. the young people, of course, traveled. Right. Yeah. Right. They go to the games. These was people 60 years old, right. still traveling for their mob. And they, their rivalry, rivalries be deep. Yeah. Way deeper than NFL rivalries. Football. If, yeah. This was Absolutely. football money. Crazy. So, so let me ask you a question though. So, did y'all have? Did you happen to hear what Tim Tebow said? Yeah, he's against it. Right. Right. He's but against but what? did you hear why he was against? He's it? against what? Players getting paid. Players getting paid. Or being compensated, no matter what the way is. Right. Okay. I mean, what, what, what was his reason? I mean, his reasoning was because he felt like football. I mean, college football has so much tradition. Like you was just saying with the old heads, mm-hmm. has so much tradition in it. It's not about getting paid. It's about the tradition. Of the school. And, well, I can I can and, picture him saying and that. Make it, right. he, he's orthodox right. in, in all of his thinking. Everything that from he religious right. to everything, he's right. he's, and very, I mean, he's I great orthodox. I wasn't upset at what he was saying. It was it just gave me a different perspective. Like, damn, I ain't I ain't never think about it like that because he was like, it's a it's a gift. He's orthodox. It's an honor, except for when it's time it's for him to get jobs exactly. outside of NFL. Exactly. 
He's not orthodox with getting these other jobs. Exactly. So, I mean, it was kind of like kind of upside down for me when I I heard him talk. I think when you say, even even in high school, it was a privilege to play. Absolutely. Right? It's a privilege. It's a privilege. privilege Because you you, you pay and sacrifice them two days in the heat. But I'm saying, but But there, there there are internal bylaws within your conference, within your school, that you can't break those rules. Right. Uh, you ain't gonna be no fighting. Right. There ain't no fighting with the team because you. It's a privilege to play for us. Right. Do what we ask you to do. That's true. Okay, but now when you talk about going to college, and your program just bought in twenty billion. I mean twenty million dollars for eight for ten games. Right. Your your mind saying okay we beyond privilege at that point though. Right. Because I done bought way more money to your school than what I'm. What I'm, I'm taking from the school. Right. Right. You see what I'm saying? So right. a privilege, it is a privilege to play. Right. So abide by the rules. Don't, you know, like a volunteer is perfect. He got another, got kicked out of the game today for uh, a another concussion, hit? a legal okay. hit, right? Wow. He's he's a person that's not living up to the privilege to play. Right. That's All right. True. Not a person that's saying, you using my name to make money, but this my name. Right. That's that to me. That's not the privilege. Right. That's okay. Now you now you taking advantage of me. Right. You see what I'm saying? So, you know, everything comes with a criteria, right? So if the criteria is I got to live by these rules right here, okay. Well, let's talk about the rules that you living by that's taking advantage of me. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? And when I think those are the ways that you break it down in court to to justify your your your. Your point right. of view. You see Damn what I'm saying? Right. So, right. Tim Tebow, he can speak to the tradition yeah. and all that, but we come from schools that don't have the same tradition. Right, right, right. You see what I'm saying? Like right. Delaware State, Eastern Shore. I mean, right. I mean, it's a game, but we ain't know. We not like right. Orange. I mean, uh, Burgundy and gray hats and y'all red and white hats and ass. That's not happening. You ain't even know what school we. You know what I'm saying? So you talk about a, you talk about a group of schools on on major D one. But it's thousands of colleges out there that right. don't exactly. have those same 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 rounds. That's true, and, okay. and 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 I'm just be a devil's advocate for um, for those that push only the HBCUs. And again, I push the HBCUs. I have a daughter graduating this year from Delaware State. I I got another one that is looking at going to either Delaware State or or, or A and T or whatever. Um, but I also have a son that said VCU. Which is not an HBCU. So, you people talk about HBCUs all the time, but I hear them talking against black high schools. Right. Some of the same people. Right. And I don't care whether it's in a private school conference or whether it's in a public school setting. I hear the opposite talk in terms of high schools. Versus what I hear about HBCUs. And I think if we're going to talk about linking with all HBCUs, which right. should be great, and I agree with, we better get in line with these high schools too. Right. That's true. That we better sense. get in line with these high schools too. Because I'm going to tell you what. Now it's different with um, the math. Because now, like, um, basketball-wise, it's different in terms of now, yeah, it's an all-black coaching staff. When we went there, it was a white coaching staff all with Morgan Wooten the line, in them. All the way down the line. Right? Everybody. All freshmen. All down the line. Varsity, JV, and freshmen all were white. white coaches. Wow. With black players 
in sprinkles of white players. Okay. Right? That's how it was. Um, but it was a winning program, so people, you know, kind of went with that. But at the same time, people that were thinking about winning at the time wasn't pushing people. Okay, there's a reason why Carroll is struggling. Mm. Carroll's a private school in the same division as DeMatha in D.C., mm-hmm. in Northeast, mm-hmm. struggling for attendance. People not in the city ain't pushing their kids there. McNamara is really a, a black program. Mm-hmm. Black athletic director, black coach or whatever. People are still going to push to O'Connell out of Virginia, mm. DeMatha, um, Pilates. Mm. But then when you get an HBCU talk, and a lot of these parents went, actually went to HBCUs right. that are raising these kids now that are going to be Division One athletes. Right. So the conversation is great, but it needs to also start way before we're talking about HBCU. Right. Because, yeah. and, and that's in every local, and I know that that way is that way in New York, is that way in Philly, is that way in, so I, I don't want to make this shit about, just about Maryland and D.C. Right, this over. is that way all over, just like gentrification is all over. Right. It's the same way with these schools, it's the same way with AAU, it's the same way with football. Is everything all across the board in every state? And I think part of the problem with the with the high school thing, as I hear different parents, because I'm not a parent, but I hear different parents talk about, you know, I'm gonna send my kid here. I'm gonna make sure that I'm able to, you know, put money aside so they can go here, right? I think part of the problem is <clears throat> the state, how they deem the different counties. So, first of all, school is what you make it, all yeah. right? So. But I think the parents that's not able to help with the homework, this, this, and that, and they know that we're not getting the best books, we're not getting the best teachers, we cannot. So I think some parents try to position their kid to be in the best situation. All parents can't afford private school. Right. So you, some parents have to send their kids. My mother took me out of private school because right. right. I wasn't getting the grades. Right. Right. But, right. but I think when they go come to college, you paying for the books. You know they're getting the books. You know, like Kindle school, they ain't got no books right now. Mm. They copy the uh, papers. Gotcha. Mm. You know what I'm saying? They copy because the school hasn't. Well, all, my, all our kids do the same thing. All of them copy the papers and all that. No, but I'm saying, but they, I mean, there's a book curriculum. I'm just saying the school don't even have the books. Oh, right? gosh. So they, copy, gotcha. they got like two books now. All the teachers got to go copy papers. Right. To right. Get yeah, that kids. kids. Right. So, you know, I think it's a lot that go on with the public school system. You know what I'm saying? Like here in Maryland, we got a, a, a congresswoman. We got a congresswoman calling PG County the nigger county mm-hmm. in public, like in a in a in a, in a congress meeting. Mm-hmm. So you know things like that gonna it tells where the where the funding gonna come from, where the funding gonna go. Right, it's not coming to us. Right, you see what I'm saying? So I think I agree with what you're saying. You know, we need to build up all our schools, right? Not just HBCUs, but we need to build up. The schools in our communities, right? But that start with working with your local legis- legislation, right? You know what I'm saying? But I do agree with that's a good point that you made because, yeah, like my sister went to Parkdale, she got 4.0 all through because she put the effort in to get that and she got a full year scholarship to college, right? right. But everybody not her, you right. know what I'm saying? So sometimes it takes the, the better teachers to push you and you might not get that. 
at certain schools, you know what right. I'm saying? So, but she went to school in the 80s when the teachers were local. They knew she right. knew her teachers. Her parents knew right. her teachers. Right. It ain't like that no more. Right. It's not. It's right. not. And, I mean, and, and people talk about a lot of stuff. I mean, and I just feel like at the end of the day for me, I mean, I, I want to see the kids get paid. I mean, because we saw what you went through, you know, as an athlete. I mean, whether we had to, you know, give you a couple of dollars for something to drink or something to eat or whatever the case may be. But I'm like, damn, my man in Arizona State, and he out here cooking. But right. my man's struggling to eat. Yeah. That To me, that just don't make sense. No. I mean, and I know it's a lot of friends or family members of guys that played, you know, D1 ball that probably had to do the same thing. But right. I just feel like, you know, if, if like you said, if, if you're going to make it, you know, across the board, <clears throat> why ain't more states stepping in and saying, all right, we're going to do the same thing? That's what's making me feel like it's going gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna to make the NCAA become even more of a bully because they're like, look, we don't want to get that money out. We've been getting this money all this they're time. They're going to find a way to bully it. You know what I'm saying? So I think that's... To protect their money. Right. They got to protect their money. Right. Or, or else we're talking about hundreds of billions, billions of, of dollars. dollars. Right. To right. pay all of these um, athletes state, across the board. But, and, but if the state gets involved, I think the state can say, okay... You've been getting away with this for so long. You got business people in there. Figure out a new market. Right, right, right. Y'all, the brightest. Y'all supposed to be smart people. Right. Figure it out. But let right. the kids be able to go sell themselves. Right. right. We're not saying for y'all to pay the kids. Pay the kids. Right. But let them go market their, their, their likeness. But I think the problem will come in, just like the voting comes in. Let, let's just use the 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 way we do presidents, um, the Congress, and everything else. The problem, the problem comes in from state to state. If you leave it state to state, just like you know, the South, certain states in the South would love to have a Confederate flag if they got their own way. Just right. that note. Absolutely. From state to state, becomes a problem if you leave it state to state. Right. And I don't think that the federal government will step in yeah, on the gaming committee because the because the federal government makes too much money yeah. off of it right. as well. Yeah. They're the, they're, the, they're the ultimate ones over top of this. They That's make true. too much money. That's true. So, and if the Fed, the Fed, if the Fed step in, they can make one rule, and it goes for everything. Right. Done deal. But now that you said that, that so that kind of make me think totally different about this. So when you, but but when you talk about America as America is supposed to be, they made states have their own legislation so that the federal government can stay out of the way. Right. Outside of D.C. Right. D.C. is a, a federal city. That right. We all fuck yeah. in, in for <laughs> D.C. <laughs> but so they, they stay out the way. So they're going to they're gonna stay out of this because it's, number one, a billion dollar industry. And they're not going to want to make a rule for each state because then that's actually how you end up having a, uh, not a civil war, but you, you end up having other type of, of, of wars break out when the states don't have their rights right, and right. what they feel. Right. Then they go. They start going you, at it. You other. end up having a whole this different state got conversation. This, like, we can't have that. This state. Exactly. This, like, we can't and, do this. and because the conferences are across states, I don't think you can do that, which makes it an even broader problem. Right. So you, you just built up a, a great point, though, because now I feel totally different about the direction that this is going to go. Because if I so if, if we you know you got Senate seats. People in Congress that help that's that running for help pass legislation, right? Mm-hmm. But all of these people get voted in. Mm-hmm. If the NCAA 
Set aside campaign dollars for them. They're gonna vote. They're gonna side with them. Right. They have to. Wow. That's what they're gonna do. So that's probably what the NCAA messed up in the first place. Like Not doing that in the beginning. They would have just California head. Don't do that. Shit. Hush up. We right, we, right. we good. Yeah, we yeah, we yeah, ain't gonna right. do that. But it could be so much money because they got so much they money. Right. That push. Right. I mean, that might change the whole. Right. That, that might right. change everything with this topic. You right. know what I'm saying? That makes sense. That point up and, but, that's, but that's a good point, though. Yeah. It's political. Yeah, that's yeah. a good point, though. Yeah. Wow. You got the owners yeah. of the NFL. Next, next, you got next the heads of the... This whole thing might change. They go left. Right. We might not be talking about this shit right, no more. Right, right. But, I mean, at least it was something to talk about. I mean, I appreciate y'all, you know, giving perspective on it. Because, I mean, I feel like, you know, the direction can go any way. Like, I mean, Tay gave his direction. Made a couple good points. You made a, some good points. Especially with the difference in... You know the, the the basketball perspective and the football with the NCAA like yeah. basketball ain't that certain. But you gave me a number earlier. What was the number yeah. of basketball players that's played in the NBA in the last fifty years? Three thousand seventy-one. Damn. And and what I say? Fifteen thousand. <laughs> because so, you're just thinking about time. I mean, right, right. But you gotta realize players like it take a lot to take Tim Duncan off, right, the, off the court. Right. So for people that didn't hear that, what we were talking about was I was saying that. Um, you have a better chance of winning the lottery than going pro from college. Mm. So, so K Dog, you know, was talking to GP. Uh, you know, GP said he could pull up some numbers on how many people actually played in the NBA in the last fifty years. And would you say it was three thousand? Three thousand seventy-one. Three thousand seventy-one. That's how many players have played in the NBA in, in the last, last fifty years. years. That's tough. Earl Watson was one of them players. <laughs> That's fucked up. Man. But that, that that tells you, you know, how small that circle, how is. small that yeah. that count is to be able to make it to that to that level. Yeah. Um, you know, you better all, you have more likely of a chance of, of winning the lottery. Yeah. Um, mm. So for these players, I ain't playing the lottery. You you have to you have to be able to find some type of way to do internships. To do trades, to do other things, and, and these coaches aren't going to push it, and that's right. part of part of the thing. That's the issue as well. The coaches are looking out for their jobs, because right. like Tay was saying, it's a it's a transient thing. You may come to this school, get a job off of this school, and they leave. Right. But these players stay. Still stuck. Right. And a lot of these players, the majority of the players, are not going to go pro. Right. And if you don't graduate, then what? Right. And if you do graduate. Then what? There needs to be a lifeline, some type of way in all these schools for players to be able to get on their feet, just like it is for academics. These counselors are not stepping up for the players, but it needs to be pushed. Trade school, certifications, right. finish your degree, right. whatever it is, and then job placement. Right. Which, in between that, one thing I will say is that I took my daughter to open house for Delaware State for the nursing program. And they have a 90% percentile job placement mm. for those that complete the nursing program. Oh, wow. Okay. That's tough. Fantastic. That's 90%. Fan- yeah. Over 90%. Damn, they guaranteed. Right. But they're, they're, their program is stringent. Right. They're top five in the nation for nursing program. Delaware State. Delaware State. Yeah. No me, shit. Me and Hood was having another conversation about staying involved in the game. Right, so mm. knowing what we know now, mm-hmm. and uh, I always tell them, tell them uh, 
Birdo and them, they got a friend that coach for the San Antonio Spurs. But they look at it like, you ain't make it the team. But he still made it. You know what I'm saying? He's still a part of the game, which we right. would all love to be. You play football, you would love to be a part of the game. In Absolutely. Some Absolutely. Like when we got out of college, we didn't know this, but now we know things. We could have did an internship with the, with the Wizards to be a scout. Right. You know what I'm saying? We would have been traveling Can't the world going. looking for players, but yeah. staying a part of the so game. So re reiterate that again, though. So, so it's important for you if, as a parent, when you see that your child loves the game, but they're not pushing themselves as far as playing, mm -hmm. they're not, you don't see that, you know, you know that they're not going to go to the NBA or NFL. Right. You can still be a part of the game. The coach that you were saying is at the San Antonio Spurs. He's not a player. He's not a player. He coaches. He coaches. But he tra he tried out for the team. He just didn't make it. Mm -hmm. But they kept him on the coaching staff. But we, they look at it like. He didn't make he didn't the league. Make mm. No, you made it. Yeah. Because you were around the game. Right. Still that's important game. to me. But, to it, me, but, but, but it, it feels you make that point because it's almost just like uh, the head coach for the Philadelphia Eagles. He was a backup quarterback right. who played the game, didn't really win, but now he, he, he was behind so many different coaches, you I know, kind of in their ear. Now he right. found his head coaching. But the you know, importance job. of it is that you can help groom your child's development. Right. right? So, like, with Lord James love the game, Okay, but you can still stay in the game. Let's put some other ways with sports medicine. Boom. Right. Let's do that. Right. You know what I'm saying? Let's go to the best school to get you involved in sports medicine where you can still be around the game. Right. Right. And contributing to the game. Right. You know what I'm saying? That makes sense. And you don't have to, when you have a love for something, you go about it differently. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, none, none of us love what we do. Right. But if we was, if me and Hub was in the Still in basketball, we were probably like going to work. Right. You know I'm gonna tell you this nigga Chris. Right. This nigga Chris. <laughs> How tall are you? Five eight. He five eight, right. So at the end of every goddamn practice. So Chris so Chris couldn't dunk. Right? So he, but he would make it a point to show how high he could jump. Yeah. He would run up and do like three sixties. Grab the rim, hang on the rim, and stuff. <laughs> do backwards, hang on the rim, but but he can't palm a ball, so he was saying that's why he couldn't dunk. Right. So he was he was telling niggas that was tall, like you you really ain't doing nothing. Right. You you got you you getting up there just because you can palm the ball or whatever right. whatever. He made it a point, but that's again that's that's pushing the level. Right. That's pushing the level. Right. Which, which I love. That makes sense. And I remember him, he did that. And from 10th grade to 12th grade. Mm. Once I could touch the rim with both hands. It was a wrap. And I didn't even need to run a stop. Right. He used to jump up Boom. and just touch the rim. Yeah. Wow. And he would yeah. do it all the time. Yeah. <laughs> you, you remember that shit? Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> I, remember, I mean, you know, I, I like that though. Right. Because right. he was pushing the envelope. Right. Because right. other people start dunking or whatever. He, he run up and just do like a 360, just grab it with two hands, something like that. And I'm like, you don't even be dunking in the game. Yeah, he was talking that shit. I, I wasn't going to say that. You know what I'm saying? And I, I mean, he, he would say shit like that. Why not? Right. Put it on there. But niggas, I'm not talking about hood in this situation, but niggas going up missing layups. Dunk that shit. Exactly. You, you know can dunk. Right, right. I mean, we got on we got them in school about that. Always right. fake silky shooting. Nigga, go right. dunk the ball. But he wasn't missing layups. Nah, he, he had right. niggas on that team that was missing layups out there. Right. You know they was right. missing layups, but they dunk in practice all dunk the time. Dunk in practice all the time. Don't dunk yeah, in the game. Don't, don't, don't dunk in the game. And that's what I was telling you. We had players that were great practice players getting the game and don't translate. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But right. yeah, but I just think 
staying a part of the game is an avenue. That's a that's a good idea. But we learned that yeah, down the line. Yeah, we learned that down the line. I wouldn't like, even thought about that. Like I like taking Big Mike for example, right? Doing film shit, doing now he all the way up. So Mike right? Mike Pagese. Okay. You know, he he was a top five player. Right. He was he was an all star player right. in college. You know, he, he had his um uh professional run. And then when he was done with his professional run, he got in, he stayed around the culture of basketball. Right. And part of it, he went back to his alma mater and became a film guy okay. for UD. Okay. That led to an assistant coaching job. That's what's up. Which led to a bigger assistant coaching job, which led to a bigger assistant coaching job. And I think now, I think now he's at Louisville. Is he at, he at is, I want to say he's still at Louisville. Mm. But it just shows He was at Xavier. Man. He was at Xavier, then he was at Louisville. He went up for the head coaching job at UD, okay. which I think he should have gotten. Okay, I will always say he should have gotten. He still should get. But somebody else in this area got it though, which okay. which is still a good uh, thing. Right. It's a great thing, yeah. right. you know. But yeah, but it just shows just being around it. And all the way up the chain, Eric Spolster, that coach Miami Heat. Right, he was a Pat Riley film guy. Right, he was a film guy. That's, that's, a, that's a good example. But you could be in the game, right. and then but I think we like. You don't make it to the league. Right, then you, you fail. You some bullshit. Right, you fail. Right. No. But every every city sees it I like mean, that, shit, though. I ain't gonna lie. I was looking for my entourage moment. I ain't gonna lie. I, yeah. was, I wanted to be turtle like shit. Right. I'd say, well, when you need to go practice, I think I got you. Let's go. Man, hey, get, get up and get that nigga some practice, man. You gotta <laughs> go to the class. Yeah, fuck that. But you know, every yeah. every city got that crab barrel mentality where they don't see it that way, though. That, yeah. oh, you ain't making um, you Nigga, you fucked up or you did some bullshit or. You know, I mean, it's it's, def, it's definitely a conversation. Every city got that. It's definitely a conversation. It's definitely one of these topics that I, I knew it was going to be one of these lengthy topics because it's so much. Yeah. You know, so many different angles. I mean, this conversation ain't even you know hit the nuts and bolts of what can really mm. be talked about. Let's do part two of right. college. Right. We ain't talked about emotional, none emotional of that. distress, right. none of that. Right. Even what comes from not being able to have the finances. Right. To even People go. being sent back home, right. all that kind of stuff, or right. there's a, there's a lot of different things to be talked about with this right. topic. Right. So let's do it. Let's do it right. again. That's the best. So man, like 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 my man just said, man, we might have to hit this thing again, man, and do a part two because there's so many different avenues that we can hit on this, and um, we want to just try to keep it going. And I think it's a good thing, uh, like we all just said at the table, that we think that you know these players should be getting paid in some shape, way, or form. For their likeness because they've been used all over the world, all over the country. So we think they need to be getting paid and their families, you know, need to be taken care of. I know Hood sent me a video and um, Rick Ross and um, Dwayne Wade was talking and Dwayne Wade was saying how when he was in college, he was, you know, doing uh, workouts and, you know, going to class and, you know, doing all this stuff. And he had a son. And he said that he remember he was at the free throw line and he was doing jumpers and his son was in his car seat in the gym. While he was doing jumpers, but you can't help, you can't support your son fully if you on scholarship not getting no money and your stipend is two hundred and thirty dollars a month. You know, you you can't really live that way. So we do really feel like these players need to be paid, but we definitely want to find a way for them all to get paid. So we appreciate y'all hanging in there. We know it was a lengthy conversation, but you know we think it was one of them conversations that needed to be had. But we looking out for part two, man. Like I tell y'all, be easy out there. Don't do what I would do because nine times out of ten, I don't know what that is. But also, be better than you were yesterday, man. Six men, y'all be. The country we all live in was built on the principle of capitalism. I mean, capitalism meaning if you're good, if 
compensated. You do work. You should be compensated. Very good. You should be compensated. And the better you are, the more compensated you are. But, Caitlin, obviously you were a student athlete, athlete student who produced an amazing piece of content. And you became a sensation, a viral sensation, and saw that video go and go and go, and now you've graduated. Then what was that feeling seeing that happen and you couldn't get? I mean, here's the fame, but then there's no compensation. It's so crazy. Like, people are like, oh, you must be so rich. And I'm like, you must not know the NCAA, right? Like, what? You've never heard of the NCAA, obviously. <laughs> but no one pays attention to that. Like, no one understands it. So when my routine went viral, Mark um, Emmer called me to, like, congratulate me. I'm like, you should be thanking me. <laughs> <laughs> you also got a call from Mark Emmerich. I don't think it was... I don't think he was congratulating you. What, he, what was your call? He's trying to make sure I don't use this pen tonight. That's what he's trying to do. I mean, they're 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 a little panicked because they recognize they're vulnerable. People are hitting this not just in California but all across the country because the gig's up. Billions and billions of dollars, fourteen plus billion dollars goes to these universities, goes to these colleges. Billion plus revenue to the NC2A sells, and the actual product, the folks that are putting their lives on the line, putting everything on the line, uh, are getting nothing. You can only imagine how they're responding this notion of name, image, likeness, and the opportunity now to do what every other student in the university can legally oh, do. It's the interesting fact, LeBron. The only people that sign away their right, the only group that signs away their right, are athletes. You're challenging a system that's been entrenched in money and power um, and a certain way of thinking for a long time, which I think can resonate with a lot of people in this room. So the minute you challenge that, you're going to get a lot of blowback. And, you know, I had this conversation with Coach Rama. He was like, well, if he didn't go to UConn, no one would know who you are. And I'm just like, this he said guy. That to you? I'm like, this guy. <laughs> so I did. But then a couple months ago, I had a good friend on campus. She goes to the student union, takes a picture. What are they having up there? Number three jersey. Number 10 jersey. Sue. 50. Lobo. I graduated in 2004. I mean, we're talking about 10 years later, and they're still making money off of us, which... I'm sure it would upset you even more. Yeah, absolutely. And that was the big thing. Uh, I had moved on, and they were still making money off of uh, off of my likeness. I, I enjoyed being on a video game, but they didn't ask me for it. And my friend, who I was visiting at the time, he was like, you know, we paid X amount of dollars for this, and you didn't get a penny. Sitting in my seat, I believe that it's a beginning of an educational process for the athlete if they're able to benefit from their image and likeness because they get to the highest level and they're uneducated on the business of themselves as an individual. If they're able to attain some type of compensation, it helps them understand the business aspect of it there. So then when they get to the, the NBA level thing, it actually makes my job even easier. You know, I always tell you the reason Part of the reason why I went to the NBA is to get my mom out of the situation that she was in. I couldn't have done that if I would have slept on a college campus. You know, uh, it could have happened a year after that. I don't know. You never know what happens in that in that year. But I couldn't imagine, man, just you know, going to a campus and 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 doing the things that I know I would have been capable of doing there. I mean, and selling out that arena. And I, I think it. you. I think if you got paid, I think you would have went to play college basketball. Would have been fun. Governor, as you've been now getting ready to sign this bill. Who's been the biggest opposition? Have you had NCAA? Have you had school presidents, boosters? School president. Who's been calling you? Tell, tell us who's been calling no, this isn't. They don't, even, tell us how they, they don't even outsource the phone calls. What are they saying? What the hell are you doing destroying college sports? 
why are you going to destroy women? And they all think this is the end of Title IX. They're saying you're destroying the purity of amateurism. Not once did they talk about the needs of these kids. Will they even listen to you? You're, will they listen to the other side? They're going side? after I sign this. That's the whole and, damn point. And, it's the power arrangement. The minute we sign this, all of a sudden, now they have to deal with California. So do you think the NCAA will actually do this? Are you ready to? I don't want to say this is checkmate, but this is a major problem for the NCAA. You obviously brought the well, bill here with you today. When you put pen to paper right now, what's this going to change and what's it going to do? It's going to initiate dozens of other states to introduce similar legislation, and it's going to change college sports for the better by having now the interests, finally, of the athletes on par with the interests of the institutions. Now we're rebalancing that power arrangement. All right, well, let's do it. So, let's do it, right? yeah, let's do it man. Right. All right. Wait, this, this, is, this is the number one reason why we've created this platform. <laughs> to be able to have moments like this where we got the governor of California signing a bill to allow athletes in college. Man, let's see what that thing looks like. Y'all see that? We got to see that right there. That's good. That's good signature right there. What's up, Chank? So, um, I had a chance to talk to Hood. Mm -hmm. um, I talked to um, Dante Jones. Um, and I felt like I wanted to talk to you. And actually, Hood said that he felt he wanted me to reach out to you to talk to you about this issue. And um, it's like now, it's not... I, I don't consider it an issue. I consider it something that needs to be talked about all the way across the board. Right. So can you give my listeners just an idea of who you are and, you know, walk them down that path of you entering the NCAA. Okay, so my name's Brian Butler. I grew up in Lakewood, New Jersey. Um, in poverty, of course. Couldn't tell at the time because it's filled with love when you're in that situation. Right. Um, <clears throat> I really didn't start playing basketball until uh, till late, actually. So I was a late bloomer. I was... Uh, uh, I don't want to say possessed, but I was, my mind was set on boxing. And it was because um, when you were a young kid growing up in, in the projects and you, you just with your mom and your, your, your pops live on the other side of town or something, whatever time you got with your dad was amazing. You know what I'm saying? So my dad was always present as far as um, me giving him a call or him coming to pick me up or whatever. And what we shared was boxing. Okay. So, uh, from elementary up, I was in the boxing, okay. hard, okay. more so than basketball. But what I realized is, every a lot of the kids in, in my neighborhood was getting out of the projects from playing basketball. Okay. And two kids came home. I don't need to say their name, but they came home. They was they came over to John Street where we used to play basketball at, and we look and they got the uniforms on and everything. Fresh. We like, where y'all, where y'all, where y'all was at? Where y'all coming from? They're like, oh, we. Playing AAU, which I had never heard of in my life. Right. You know what I mean? We were playing AAU, and we um, we just coming back from Vegas. I'm not thinking nothing of it. I don't know where Vegas is. I've never been anywhere outside of Jersey. Right. But Philly. So, long story short, somehow the topic come up, oh, we flew over there. So, I'm like, hold up. Hold up. Y'all flew? So, that blew my mind, because my mom never even had a license. Right. So, anywhere we got, we walked. So the hell we driving, they flew. So I said, she, I mean, 
Oh, oh, I'm like, shit, I bet I'll be playing basketball next year. Right. <laughs> so that's what started me. And right. then, um, so that's what started me. Sorry about that. That's what started me to wanting to play. And then from that point, it was a grind because on my way to and from where I was going to play basketball, you see the block boys. Right. And I love the block boys. Now, don't get it twisted. Right. They, they were my image and they were, they never wanted me or anybody else who was pursuing some type of sport playing. Good they shit. would actually get up and shit and, and move. Right. Like, you know, dice game, all of that. Stop me. Go ahead. Take your ass over there. Right. So that hunger that I had to, to really do well in anything, really, I focused more on basketball because they were kind of pushing me to go to basketball. Thing. So I started playing late. I don't, want, I don't know the time we got, so I don't want to get into. Yeah, we got time. Okay, so I tried out, called myself trying out. I was, um, I had to be 13, 14 years old mm -hmm. in the seventh grade. You know, y'all y'all know that don't sound right already, but I, I stayed back in second hey, grade. It <laughs> is what it is. <laughs> Shit happens. I think, I think I thought it uh, the two was for do it two times. I thought I had to do it over. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But, but real talk, my mom was, oh, my mom had me early. on my show, man. My mom, <laughs> my mom had me early. Okay. So my, her older sister, my aunt was raising me. So honestly, I thought my aunt was my mother uh, and my cousins were my sisters until I was five. Oh, okay. And I saw my mother every day though. Okay. She sometimes hung over on the couch, whatever. She had me early. Okay. So um, my, my grandmother had just passed. So my mother was taking that extremely hard. And her the oldest sister, which was my aunt, was raising all of them. Okay. And it's five of them. Okay. So see my mom all the time. I called her Diana. Right. Or Diane. Right. And I remember the day my aunt came in there and just was like, look, this is your mother. You don't call her Diana or Diane. You call her mom. Okay. And it was right before I started going to like uh, Head Start or something. So that's just to give you a little background of the, the environment that I was in. So um, fast forward to this basketball thing. You know, there was never any collegiate talk at my table. It just wasn't spoken about. You right. know what I mean? Um, right. No one was talking about wanting to go to school or not wanting to go to school. It just wasn't spoken about. Wow. I mean, on my dad's side of the family was totally different. Everyone was athletes. My mom's brother was an athlete, and that's who I looked up to. My uncle Charles, he was a basketball player. Okay. So he helped me with my arc and all of that type of stuff, and he would buy me all kind of Knicks gear. And that's why, even though I'm a skin fan, yeah, I said it, um, I'm still a Nick. You okay. know what I'm saying? And some shit, but, you know, yeah, <laughs> my earliest memories are, are, you know, with my uncle. But anyway... I try out for the team seventh grade. My cousin Monty, <laughs> my cousin Monty, somehow thinks it's going to be funny to set me up and put me in the front of the drill. So the drill, remember, I don't play basketball. I never played organized. I've been at the, the court. We played twenty one, which is thirty three here, right. or um, horse, some shit like that. Right. Three on three, two on two. But I never played organized basketball. So I go to this tryout, and my cousin Mont and a couple other dudes I played football with. Put me in the line first. So the coach named Coach Stryker, I'll never forget. Coach Stryker came and was like, uh, you're going to go the full length of the court. You're going to lay the ball up, get your rebound, throw it back down to the next person. So they put me in the front of the line. He said, blew the whistle. I took off. I was fast as hell, too. I was a better football player than basketball player. Okay. Took off. 
didn't dribble the ball one time. Mm. And you know when you running fast like that and you lay the ball up off the glass, that shit like boom. Right. <laughs> I'm saying right. so. Right. I laid it up, came down, adrenaline pumping. I turned around. These niggas on the Laughing. ground dying, <laughs> dying. That's needless, <laughs> needless to say, I got cut. You know right. what I'm saying? But in the midst of all of that, I was crying, kicking the uh, garbage cans and and, and punching the. Uh, napkin holders and everything in the bathroom and the security guard came in who grew up with my mom. I guess they called and said something going on down in the bathroom by the gym. He comes in, he sees me, he shut the door. Like, you better pick all this shit up before I call your mom. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. Before that, I'm in there, I hate school, I'm dropping out all this shit. I was right. flipping. Yeah. Right. So I spent that whole summer with my dad training basketball now. My dad played professional soccer. Okay. He could play basketball, but he wasn't a basketball star, okay. you know what I'm saying? So he was teaching me the fundamentals. He was teaching me what we call triple threat. So you get in this position, he, he calls it the jab step because I guess everything was boxing to me, right. so he, he used terminology I could use. Right. So the triple threat, we were using that, and he was telling me I could pass dribble and shoot from there. But after a month, it's, I'm still doing the same shit, so I'm like, my dad don't know what to do. But I stuck with it, okay. I could shoot, and I could use either hand, okay. which was a good thing. Uh, I just got better at it. So by the time he came back eighth grade, not only did I make the team, I was starting. Oh, wow. And this is the wild shit. I got to share this with you because you get a kick out of this. First game comes. We're playing the people who want a team called Central that won the previous year, won the uh, Run for the Roses eighth grade tournament. Okay. And they come in, they got these giants on the team. Giants on the team. One of them happened to be my cousin. Oh, right? okay. So, this is the first game. He's been playing organized basketball. You know who I'm talking about. This stretch. Right. So, okay. I'm, 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 this is my first game playing. I'm terrified. So, everybody hype. I'm learning how to, everybody doing a chance. I'm doing all that shit. We get in the locker room the last time before we get ready to come out. And I'm pacing. And the coach come up to me and say, you good? You good? I just broke down. I don't want to play, man. I don't want to play, man. <laughs> I missed up so bad. I missed I don't want to play, man. He was like, what's going on? I just don't want to do it, man. Put somebody else in. Because I never played organized ball. And in my mind, I felt like everybody watching would know that I didn't play organized ball. Mm. And he told me, he told me straight up, Mr. Strike a white dude, too, on top of that. He said, listen here. Not only are you playing, you're still starting. I don't want to hear none of that BS. Get your ass you're out getting out there. there. Yeah. I got in the game. I think we beat Stretchman. I hold that over, over his head all the time, but uh, um, I ain't shoot one time. Mm. I was the happiest kid in the world after the game. And, and I learned early to face your problems. So then I get to ninth grade. I advanced. I, the one thing I always did, I, whatever I was working on, I overdid it. So the, my skill set improved so much within a year. By my freshman year of high school, I was on varsity. Okay. You know what I mean? And I never, because in my mind, remember, I started playing late. Never in my mind did I come in saying, I'm going to start, I'm going to play varsity. That was never my intention. Just being on varsity was good enough. Right, I get it. You know what I'm saying? So my freshman year, sophomore year, junior year, no playing time. And everybody around me is like, what's what's going on? You're nice, you can play. But I didn't have the foundation in basketball. And this coach, I had never had a, my, my dad is very, uh, loving and respecting and you know he's still a manly man but 
I never had a man directly look me in my face and be upset and yell at me. Okay. My moms did all of that. Okay. I can handle that. Right. But a man, this coach looking at me saying, what you going to do? You got all the tools. When you going to use shut it? Down. I shut down. I took it like, I took it like, uh, he ain't, he ain't, um, messing with me like that. So, so I automatically shut down and didn't ever really try to do too much. And in the midst of all of that, I'm going to speak a little louder. In the midst of all of that, just keep my bad. In the midst of all of that, I never played in a varsity game. But throughout my freshman, sophomore, junior year, I dealt with so much turmoil. Mm -hmm. um, I lost my mother mm -hmm. August 25th, 1992. Found her in her room, mm -hmm. you know. Had to carry outside in front of the whole community. Wow. Yeah, it's a, a scarring that I can talk about now, but wow. I, I couldn't even <clears throat> really talk about it before. You know what I'm saying? So I lost my mother August 25th. That October, my entire clique that, that I played ball with was with every day. You know, I had a whole community, but it was a couple that I was with every day. Got 30 years in prison. My mm -hmm. best friend got 30 years straight. Uh, another... Uh, cousin of mine, you might as well say that's how close we were growing up. And two others, well, another got 30 and a 15, those two. And then the youngest was the number one basketball player, freshman basketball player in that area of Jersey, in Central Jersey, mm. that year. He ended up, he was so young, he ended up doing seven years. Mm. And, um, well, I won't get into what they're doing now, but he did see some success because he, once he got out, changed his name, changed, you know, his ways. Um, graduated from Morgan um, as a as a, a physical therapist, and he's a professional bodybuilder. Okay. So, and the other ones are doing music or whatever. But my best friend will never get out. Okay. So I lost my mother August October. I lost my clique. Next year, my my uh, I hate saying stepdad, but my mom's boyfriend, who you know, pretty much was brother. there for me too. Yeah, he um, he passed okay. from cancer. So. My mother was on dialysis for seven years because of the drinking and the smoking. Her kidneys and stuff collapsed. She was partying, going through whatever she was going, going through. Thing. Yeah. Right. So all of those losses turned me to the basketball like nothing else. Mm. And I, I don't want to act like I was an angel or nothing. I was one of the worst niggas in my project area. Hey. I got put out of every school in my little city, every elementary school, um, for fighting. And now I know why because... In 1985, so my mom was 5'11", 185, 190, when mm. she was healthy. Okay. And my mom was, you know, a, a beautiful girl. She was a, what they would call a project girl now, you right. know what I'm saying? But that's what she was. She was fighting all the time. She I was that LL Cool J girl. Right, <laughs> right, right. right. Stop <laughs> on the body With the bamboo. Yeah, 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 yeah. Me? yeah. So, so, so for her to all of a sudden get sick, her kidneys collapsed, and go from 180, 185 to one, 120 pounds. Yeah. And when you're on dialysis, your kidneys aren't working. So it takes all the blood out of your body, clean it and put it back in. Exactly. So her yeah. skin got really dark and her hair was breaking off. Mm -hmm. In 85, it only meant two things. Crack, crackhead mm -hmm. or AIDS. Mm -hmm. So anytime I thought somebody was even thinking 
I, I set it off. Okay. You know what I'm saying? So I was getting put out. I didn't understand it then. She threatened me my whole life. You know, I'm going to send your ass to Glenn Mills. Because anytime I got in trouble, I had to go to Philly, North Philly. Shout out to my family in North Philly. Um, because I just wasn't listening. Right. I'm going to be honest. Right. You know what I mean? Not that I was doing better there. I was getting into stuff there too, but I wasn't in school. Right. And that's why I missed so much foundational stuff. Which I, I found that peace and that solace on the basketball court. Good. Because now everybody cheering for me. My goal, and I failed at it, was not pros and all of that, even though all of that stuff came, mm-hmm. was for my mom to see me in the paper before she passed. She didn't because she ended up passing my sophomore. Okay. Going into my sophomore year. Okay. But I had all of this bodied inside of me mm. that I just pushed away for years. Right. If it wasn't for my Aunt Demi, my Aunt Demi is my dad's youngest sister. She brought it out of me. They tried to do everything to get me to become this basketball player that I eventually would become, but it wouldn't come out because I was trying to show that coach that I wasn't used to talking to me direct. Gotcha. That I wasn't this knucklehead that I had, I knew he heard what I was doing, right? Because the area is only so big, and I got put out of every school. I was fighting almost every day. I wanted to show him that I'm not that guy, and I deserve to be on your team. Right. So the aggression, I didn't know how to channel it into basketball yet. Yeah. So, like you said, I just shut down. Mm-hmm. And they were saying he got all this skill and shit, but why he's not doing it? Right. My aunt Debbie. I don't know if it was because it came in the form of a woman, and she took so like. Took my mother's spot. My mother was very aggressive with me. That's why I was aggressive with niggas when I went outside. She was very aggressive. So my Aunt Debbie didn't curse, didn't smoke, drink, nothing. Switch up. Church, all of that. I chose to go there. Not even because I felt any of my other aunts and uncles were strict or nothing like that. Um, But I did not want to be around a single cigarette, a beer, nothing because I... I took it personally, like it took my foundation from me. And, 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 and it also altered your mindset as well. Right. I, mean, I was, especially when you're trying to focus on basketball. Right. right. So I went to my Aunt Debbie. My Aunt Debbie was serious. She said, Nigga, I see you walking to or from school in that hallway. She was a truant officer. My Aunt Debbie ain't plucked. She like, I see you without that ball. Not only am I going to punch you in your chest, you owe me 50 push up right then and there. Wow. So now, all of a sudden, without me even knowing, I'm carrying the ball all the time. I slept with my ball. Mm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? This became my... What my, movie was that in? Oh, shit. I don't even the know. The program. I never seen when it. they made Omar Epps carry the ball and everybody would try to knock it out of his uh, hand. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah. made me think about that. But that's, that's how... But that was my aunt doing that. Right, yeah. But my dad's entire side of the family is athletic. Right. As hell. So <laughs> they probably already saw what you didn't see. Right. I, right. I had no clue. Right. And on top of that, I'm big like my mom and I. So I'm the... Uh, my dad is only 5'9", five, 5'10". Five, oh, okay. So I'm a giant on my dad's side of the family. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Me and my brothers. Okay. <laughs> you know what I mean? But I I channeled that focus because my Aunt Debbie was on me like that. She said, not only that, you can get up in the morning. You, you and my cousin, JB. You and my cousin, Jay, who's the most talented cousin I know. This mother can sing, dance, gymnastics, kung fu, <laughs> soccer, everything. His dad was a, 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 a soccer star, too. Like okay. But, um... My Uncle Jim, I love my Uncle Julius, a.k.a. Uncle Jennifer. But um, she said, you're going to get up in the morning, you're going to run two miles that way, you're going to run two miles back. I'm up at 5 o'clock in the morning. Mm. 
This is all within a, like a six, seven months. Oh, she wants right. to right. right. So when I got on the court finally as a, a, a senior, I was real nervous before the game, but it wasn't like eighth grade. I don't want to I was just antsy, like, let's get it on. Right. There's no way anybody on that team is going to stop me. And it was game, we was playing against Southern Regional. I had it documented. You need to see the job. Okay. Drop 27. Mm. First game. From um, there? From what? what? What was you playing? What position? The two. Okay. Yeah, because I had a growth spurt, too. I left out. Okay. I grew five inches from my sophomore year. I was sophomore year in high school, which was 92, 93. I was five, eight. Okay. My senior year, <laughs> 1994, 6'3". Damn. You know what I mean? And... Just out of nowhere. All the chubbiness, kind of what my son just did. Right. Chubbiness gone, too. Gone. gone. So I dominated as a guard. Dominated. I could run like a gazelle and I could shoot. And because of my dad and that same bullshit that I thought it was, jab step, helped you. It, it, it helped me. Right. So I carried that mentality on with me to school. Okay. So my road was long because from there I went to military school. Valley Forge Military Academy and College in in uh, Wayne, Pennsylvania. I know and what happened, is. not having that collegiate background like that, my dad at this point was a, a modern day slave. He had to work. It's seven of us with my dad. I'm my mother's only child. Okay. So he had to work for rears and child support. So my dad's an international painter. So he was in Canada. He's all around uh, painting, trying not to go to jail. Right. So he's not there like he once like to be. Right. right. Not just for me, for, right. for none of my siblings, right. Right. right? So, but he, that also taught me a lesson. My dad would do anything to make sure we good, and that, he passed that shit down to all seven of us. But um, in the midst of me going through all of that too, I'm here, I want to be a chiropractor because I'm, you know, I would say a hood geek, I'm a weirdo, I, I'm into right. different things, you know what I'm saying? So, I've always been fascinated by the bones, the structure of the body, all that. So I wanted to be a chiropractor. I get here and they tell me, look, don't major in biology. It's going to mess you up for basketball. By this time, the Nets was already following me. They had been to summer league games and everything, New Jersey Nets. Wow. Right. So this is 94, 93, 94, 94 okay. summer. Um, they're at our summer league games at the Cage downtown in Lakewood, New Jersey, right at the center, community okay. center. Okay. And it's so funny because I can feel like I can make a movie. That scout that was for the New Jersey Nets ended up being the assistant coach, Bramucci, at Delaware State. Oh, on everything I love. Wow. On so that was your link to come to Dale State? No, I was there before Mooch. For real? Yeah, I didn't even know oh, he's got So Mooch did come after the fact. After. Oh, after no. Art Perry but, left and went to but, America. But when did Mooch get to Dale State? He got there in 97, 98. See, so I got there in 97. So that's why. Okay, yeah. okay, okay. It was crazy. So Mooch went to high school with, I mean, went to college, Ramapo College, with the high school stars from my high school. Oh, wow. Who record I set, uh, I, I, I tied Tim Brown, who was my idol at the time. Eight threes in the game. I taught him in high school. That was like a big thing in Jersey. You know what I mean? But anyway, um, I get here and they tell me I can get ahead if I take 12 credits. I take 12 credits and every time, every semester, I can get ahead. And I can go into the military as an officer. 
my dream, remember, I started out boxing. I wanted to be in the Marine boxing team. Yeah, that was my dream. Way bigger than basketball. I didn't even know I was going to get this good at basketball. That good at basketball. Right. So they're telling me, which they were right from a military perspective. Oh, but getting from, you in. Right, but from an athletic standpoint, a student collegiate at, um, uh, athletic point, they were wrong. Because as soon as I started taking 12 credits, my clock started ticking. Yeah. So now I got five years to play for. Yeah. So didn't realize this. We were playing all prep schools. Mm-hmm. Hargrave, uh, Mass, and just different prep schools. Mm-hmm. And even at the end of the season, which I didn't make it on. We talked about that another time. I got put off the team. Fighting and shit. Right. Same shit happened kind of. Right. But anyway, um, I realized, my dad realized, and he went off. So I left Valley Forge, went back home to Trenton, uh, school in Trenton, uh, Mercer County College, where I feel I played my best basketball okay. in my life. I was on the front of New Jersey Hoops um, magazine that's big there in Jersey. Um, my coach, Bud Livingston, was to me um, the best coach that I played for. Cass- uh, Cassiano was who I played for at Valley Forge. He was good too, but Bud Livingston, just his mind. And he would always put me in position to prevent, you know what I mean, no matter what the situation was. So I had my best year there. After the season was over, shortly after the season was over, my girlfriend at the time walks in, really, while we're shooting around, drilling postseason. And she says she's pregnant. Mm. She's upset. I'm super excited. I'm happy because in my mind, this is my mother returning. Right. That's the kind of stuff, way I think. Hey, you know what I'm saying? So look at I'm like, it's a wrap. It's done. I was going. I was going to Mercer Community College, and I was working at Exxon gas station. You know, up top, up in in uh, Jersey, New York, mm-hmm. you can't just get out and pop, right, yeah. pump your gas. Yeah, I got. So I, they I, have I, attendance. I, I, I gotta get used to that sometimes right. when I go there. Oh man, me too. Now, because when I was <laughs> I was in Franklin Park for maybe like a year and a half, two years. Right. And I go to the gas station, I would hit the door, and I would have the room, like, oh, damn, they're going to look at you like you crazy and shit. Like, what you doing? I'm like, I, I, I'm from D.C., man. I keep forgetting y'all do this. What you want? Yeah, just fill it up. Oh, I got you. I'm like, damn, I keep forgetting that. But right. that's, it that's, took, bro, I'm with you. And now when I go back, I do the same shit. Right. And it don't seem right. It seems like we behind up there. What like, the hell why, you why, doing? Why, why can't I just put <laughs> my own gas, dog? Like, y'all ain't got to be out here doing this. Like, On my neck. Yeah, and then, and then you want a tip. I'm like, right. oh. If I get out of the door, I ain't got to give you no tip. Right, I got to get out of the Exactly. But I really, I really was like, it's over. I was working at Exxon, holding fake knots, because I got to turn this in at the end of the day, right. you know what I'm saying? Right. The knot looked good. Luckily, we ain't had no uh, no social media, because I would have been stunned on that. Right, right. <laughs> but I did not want to go to school. Mm. Because I'm like, in my mind... I don't even know. I don't even know if it makes sense. But in my mind, only thing I was ever really focused on being a pro at was being a pro dad. Mm. Like I'm going to master this shit, That's and all mean. my energy and time is going to go to that. That's, That's where mean. my mind was. So it took about a month of the young lady I was dating at the time, her mom, and my dad. Like, nah, that ain't gonna work. You got a son coming. You gotta go to school now. You know what I'm saying? The pros are following you now. You got a very good chance of going to play pro. And my dad is like, I don't want you to struggle like I struggle. 
And and I never forget, I used to tell my dad all the time, nigga, I'm a man big up. I'm 6'3", it's a chain. Uh, you know what I'm saying? I'm big. I can work. I can work construction. And he said, you're not going to work construction. you never going to work as hard as I did. You're going to push a pencil. Right. You know what I'm saying? And he also told me, I told you the sports, he played pro soccer. And he would tell me, I don't care if you would play pro. And I took it personal. Like, I thought he thought I couldn't. Mm. But now that I'm sitting in that seat, I get it. Right. Don't got nothing to do with that. But back to what I was saying. So, I got the Valley Forge on my back. Then I got... Mercer County on my back. My dad blacked on the whole coaching staff because they said I was a freshman mm-hmm. because I only played against um, postgraduate teams gotcha. and it shouldn't count against me. Right. They was going back and forth with the NCAA and the NCAA shut it down, said no. He took 12 credits, his clock started. My dad blacked. At the time, I was like, damn, dad, calm down. I understand now why he was going like right. So now I don't want to go to school. I'm sitting at home. And I run into a friend of mine one night because I would go. It was only one court in my, my area um, that had courts on at night. And that's John Street, back where it all started. Mm. So I'm out here shooting at night. It's got to be like 2 a.m. No plans of playing basketball, no plans of doing nothing. But this is what I've become accustomed to doing as far as Vinton is concerned right. since I lost my mom right. and my, my stepfather. And then when I left, lost my stepfather, what I left out was the little brother that my mother had raised. So I told you, my aunt raised me till I was five. By the time my mother came back and got me at nine, she was already raising the young man who was turning two, mm. who is my brother to the day I touched the dirt. Mm. This is my brother. He was with my mother before I was with my mother. Okay. So when my, when my stepdad, for lack of a better term to use, passed away, we were separated at the funeral. Oh. So now I'm, yeah. I'm, 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 I'm damn near back, you know, and I ain't gonna lie. I took a couple of, you know, some money I was making at Exxon, I slid it to my cousin to get him to flip it. Okay. I ain't gonna do it. Right. Because I felt like that's what took my mom's, and you know, I watched what you need that money would multiply. But I knew it would multiply. I said, yeah. if I give it to him, you know, what he do, what he do, that's how I had to tell myself in order to, to be able to do it. Right. Of course, he fucked it up a couple times. I didn't even ask for it right. at this point. But I'm out there shooting, and a, uh, a brother I went to school with all throughout elementary to high school, um, but one of the elementaries, Brendan Brock, was driving by on his way home, and he seen me out there. And he always called me Highlight because I was a Dominique Wilkins fanatic. He liked Clyde Drexler. Oh, gosh. And, you know, so he you know, like, what you doing out God damn, you out here putting in work? What you doing out here? I told him, I'm just venting for real, you know. So he get to talk to me about school. He's like, you can come to my school. I guarantee you, you can play there. They don't got nobody who can do all the stuff that you can do. They got somebody who can do this, do that, that. But not anybody who can do all of the stuff you can do. I'm like, where you at? Delaware State. Hmm. My brother that I was separated from is living in Milford. Delaware. Mm. So the coaches from Mercer County College, the coaches from Mercer County College in Trenton, in my, my hometown area, the assistant coach got a job at UD. Wow. So he's calling my dad, calling my dad, calling my dad. They registered me, getting me in everything. So I'm supposed to go to UD. Mm. When I finally run into Brendan at John Street, he tell me he had Delaware State and Delaware State in Dover. I spent a lot of summers in Dover because my, my 
my step pops, is from Delaware. Oh wow! So we was always in Dover and Slaughter Neck. Yeah, I said in Slaughter Neck. That's just a wild wow. Slaughter Neck, Delaware, yeah. Milford, and Dover. Wow. So I said, hmm, Dover's closer. First thing I went to do was see my stepsister Yvonne when I got there. She couldn't believe because they used to be short, chubby, fat dude. She hadn't seen me since my mom or since my dad. So that was a good thing. Finally run into my brother. I see him for nine days. That's what's up. He gone. They tell me he goes to live with his biological dad that's in North Carolina. I ain't think nothing of it. I slept on Brendan floor for two months. Between me, well, I can't even say between me and you. I said, oh, because everybody go ahead and say, I wasn't in no class at all. <laughs> I was just in the Hornet Palace. Right. In the first three weeks I was there, I was hurt. My ankle was messed up. So I'm just walking around watching everybody. Okay. Everybody who they say play on the team and everything. And the first person I saw that I said, I'm going to have to go at that nigga when they told me he was on the team was Black Javan. Okay. I'm like, oh, I'm going at him. Okay. I'm going to go at him. And then I seen Hood. And the first thing I seen about Hood, Hood was so laid back. And I'm like, this can't be who they saying is killing like this. Yeah. He was a side of the assassin, Joe. Man, nigga, what? And, and, and the funny thing about that is you 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 his personality has always been nonchalant. Right. You, in wouldn't, front of you people. wouldn't get that. But when you get him in this element where it's just us, the homies, you like, oh, he okay. Knows. I see what you're doing. Look, you know the first time I saw that, we had a we had a was it homecoming or something? And all of y'all was in a circle. You know what I'm saying? And and uh, first uh, Master P's uh, damn, what was it? Make him say, uh, maybe? Maybe. Bout it, bout it. It was bout it, bout it. And that's the first time I seen Hood like, go, he had a few drinks. He was in the middle of this shit. And I'm like, I'm like, nigga, that's Hood. I came right in there and went y'all. After that, I was I was in there the whole time. We was right. in there having a good time. Then uh, they dropped the first time I ever heard it. They dropped um, "Rough It Up." Right. Just, oh, <laughs> oh man! I was in there. I see. I saw so following what everybody else doing. At first, I look. I ain't gonna lie. I see niggas' faces. I'm like, nigga, trying to roll up on me. Nah, nah. That's just how we. I had no clue. That's how we get in the zone, bro. I had no clue. I back all the way up, like by the stage, like but but the stage behind my back. What's going on, like this? And then I noticed it was going to party. The girls, man. Yeah, I got to do one little sidebar, man. So when, for me, you know, Jersey, up top, New York, all that area, to see a, a sister from down here, just the way they dressed, the way they carried herself, that shit was amazing. So when, bruh, when I saw, when Anthony got done rubbing it off, it's like, oh, did it. Everybody from New York and Jersey backed up. I was the only nigga still on the floor. When I yeah. see the sisters out there, I said, oh, shit, yeah, I pick really up. <laughs> I pick up on anything. Really like, oh, let's get it. And that was, a, that was I, felt, I first fell in love with this area right there. You know what I'm saying? But back to the point, you know what I'm saying? Um, I'm coming to Dell State with all of this. I slept on the floor for two months. I wasn't in no classes, no nothing. And... It was insane because I only could pull this off because my dad was gone. My dad was a kid. And my, my plan was I'm going to go here. I'm going to bust everybody ass to the point somebody going to run and tell the coach, hey, you need to get down to this gym and see who this is. Right. And 
she worked. If my sons would have came to me and told me that was their plan, I'd some bags on them. Are you out of your mind? Right. But I believed in it so much. I had no other alternative in my mind. I believed in that so much that I ain't going to say the play that happened because they're my dogs now. You know what I'm saying? Right. Right. But it's a play that happened in the gym. Nah, I might as well say it. It was a mistake anyway. I kind of, I'm going to just say it was too big, dude. Big, dude. Like 6'9", six, 6'8". Six, we went up for a rebound. I grabbed the ball. I was known for jumping over people. Yes, you were. And, and banging on them. Yes, sir. But when I when I jumped, they wanted to bump me, and okay. they turned me. Okay. And it looked like I dunked backwards. I went with that for the last 20 years. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> but I really was just trying to grab and hold on. Make you know sure was good. So niggas ran out of the gym, across the uh, the lot. Remember, we ain't had no circle there. Right. To, and this is when I found out where the coach's office was, to the cafeteria upstairs. Never knew that. Right. And they told whoever they told. And at the time, the assistant coach was Coach DeBowes and Coach Ezekiel. And they came down there, and they saw me playing, whatever, and they like, what are you doing here? DeBowes remembered me. Here we go again with this shit. From a camp that I went to my senior year of high school. Okay. Because I was still going there because I never did that stuff as a kid. Right. Eastern Invitational at Trenton State College, which is now College of New Jersey, I believe. Okay. Um, and he was one of the young assistants growing up there. Because you know the Bulls played professional football. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hood Tony. So he and Bramucci. Mm, my man Mucci. You know what I'm saying? So they came in the gym. Mucci's not there yet. Ezel is there. Uzel. Say Ezel like Friday and shit. But Uzel is there. They come in. They say, hey, what are you doing here? The Bulls is like, that's Butler from Jersey. Blah, 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 blah. Because he's from like Long Island or something. Okay. Or something. And he's like, oh, we got to get you in here. You in here. We're going to put you on scholarship next year. Blah, 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 blah. So I ended up taking out a $5,000 loan, which turned into $30,000 later on. Right. You know what I'm saying? For summer school. Right. Just to get you in. Just to get in. Right. Got in. Got on the team. And... It wasn't what I dreamed it would be. Mm. Because now it was all these rules. Mm -hmm. My son is here now. He's mm -hmm. breathing. Mm -hmm. Which brings us up to the topic that they're talking about now. Mm. I couldn't work to get money. I'm right. a student athlete. Right. You know what I'm saying? Me and his mother wasn't seeing eye to eye anymore. Right. I'm lucky she didn't go to the court. Right. I couldn't pay no money. Right. You know what I'm saying? So what I ended up doing was little odd jobs. Homecoming coming around. Because I didn't really drink party and smoke like that. Right. I'm setting up and breaking down the stage for $50. That's what's up. You and I got in that. I got into that because who I consider my god brother now, who hooked me up with the mill shit, um, he was uh, secretary for F, uh, for uh, uh, SGA. Okay. And Camille was vice president. Luther was president. Okay. And they kind of learned my situation. I got to give a shout out to Alfie too because... When I was sleeping on those floors, the first person, Alfie was an RA. Once the Bows and them got a picture, Alfie came, gave me a room, all of that. Illegally, for real. Right. It's the look put me in there, you know what I'm saying? Then they lied to me and told me Camille was on me and shit, and that's how we got hooked up. Because okay. I would have never said a word if I didn't think she was on me. Wow. <laughs> that's just real tough. Right. So, yeah, I got a story about that, too. Um, let me believe that shit for 10 years. <laughs> but... All that to say, I'm here, I'm struggling. 
I got my son with me. I can't work. I finally get on scholarship. I can't work. Can't do nothing. I can't get no money. Yeah. And for the whole entire time, the two years I was on scholarship at Dell State, I never got a Pell Grant. Mm. Never got a Pell Grant. Never got a work study program. Nothing. Dang. So I'm here with my brother. I mean, with what my god brother Alfie, and he was point. Alfie was about ahead of his time. He was pointing out to me that how is it that the students that go to school here can work? Right. We could. Yeah, because I work. Yeah, we could work. But you can't. The students can't work. Yeah, I mean the athletes can't work. And it was insane because I'm looking, I'm looking back now, and a lot of the uh, attitude and the problem that I had, and people start saying, "Yo, B is tripping. Something wrong with him." It was really just the weight of the world started crumbling me because I had never dealt with losing my mother. I never dealt with losing my friends. Right. I never dealt with losing my step pops and being separated from my brother. Right. Only to find out he didn't go stay with his 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 dad in North Carolina. He got locked up in North Carolina and did a six six years in prison. Mm. And they didn't want to tell me because they felt like they knew what kind of kid I was and I lost too much and if they you know, told me that you. I probably was going took to you over the top. Right. Yeah. So it just was a lot and not being able to have any money. We couldn't even get ripe tomatoes, the pizza joint for five dollars. I know. Couldn't get nothing. He was on a strict ramen noodle diet. Know. You know what I'm saying? And and the difference to bring up when we talk about why I feel like we should have been compensated is because we practice at 5 a.m. So we get up 4.45, we in the gym. We come out of there, we want to eat breakfast if we can, go to class, you go to sleep mm-hmm. before another practice or another whatever you got going on. Mm-hmm. And we had no money. Right. By the time the night is over, calf clothes, canteen clothes. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? He had nothing. All yeah. you could get was ripe tomatoes or go across the street to Wendy's or hope the mall over and go to Sabrero's right. or something. Right. We had no money. Right. You know what I'm saying? So it and when you come from the situation I come from, luckily, I don't even I don't even sound right, but I lost my loved ones the way I did. And that would never allow me to do some things that I could have easily right. been into. doing. Right. And all of that could be alleviated if they just had gave us some compensation, something. paid us something. Right. something. You know what I'm saying? Even if back then it was the same salary as those who was in the work um, programs. Right. You know what I'm saying? Give us something. Right. You know what I mean? And it, it just it sucked because it started to come out on the court. Mm. In your play. Started to come out. In my play, I was overly aggressive, mm. ready to explode, fight, and a drop would die. Oh, I remember. You know what I'm saying? And and Mr. Hood, man, bless Mr. Hood, man. Mr. Hood called me to the side. I never knew he was sick or anything. All I knew about Mr. Hood, honestly, all only thing I ever knew about Mr. Hood was that's how I'm trying to be. He had all Every the terrorist shit. Yes, indeed. You know what I'm saying? And my dad wasn't. Not that he didn't want to be. Right. He could. Right. You know what I'm saying? So this was my image. This was what I'm going to be. And I got to say, I feel like I accomplished that. You know, with, with, with my sons, my daughters too, whatever they do. You know what I'm saying? But I never knew Mr. Hood was sick. Yeah. And Mr. Hood called me to the side, got in my shit. Straight like that. And it was the first person to ever tell me, 
that didn't know, didn't have a reason to tell me anything, it told me you were pro. And you don't ever let another man make you come out of character. Mm. Ever. Mm. And the way he looked me in my face. You knew it was real. <laughs> you knew he was real. But, with nothing but honor and respect. Yeah, and that's yeah. why I, <clears throat> I get emotional with that. That's why I'm on that happened to Mr. Hood, man. It crushed me. Yeah, it because I'm like, I never wanted anybody to feel what I felt losing my mom. And then the feel Hood was feeling that. And then it started, you know how your mind ain't a movie, but it started working like that. Yeah. I started thinking about all the times Hood seemed so laid back. He was going through this. Yeah. And, it, and, it, and I would say, for the most part, it was um, a lot of the the circle that he had with us because I remember Oh yeah, y'all was dead. Yeah, I remember the first night when I found out he called me and uh, he was like, You home? And you know how you can hear grown man and it's like he talking but you can hear like crackling. I was like, I'm home, what's up? He was like, I'm I'm on the way to your house. I was like, alright. So I mean my mother's dead, you know, I'm there, it was just me at the time. But I'm but I'm assuming by the time he called me, he had already called GP, he didn't already call his cousin. He didn't already call a few folks. Right, so right, they right. already on their way behind him at my house. Right. But I remember him pulling up, um, and I remember going to the door. And as I opened the door, I mean, he was kind of moping, walking down to my door. But I remember this, I mean, you know, who was 6'1", six, 6'2". Six, and six, I remember three. by the time he got to my door and I opened the door, he just fell into me. Right. And I grabbed him, and I was like, you good? And all I could hear was sniffling, he was like, he gone. I was like, so I grabbed him when he said he gone, I was like, who gone? And he just started crying. Right. So my mother was at the top of the steps, what's wrong? And I, I was like, I don't know yet. And he was like, my dad. And then I remember he got even heavier, so I had to like, really get some, so I could hold him up. Right, right. So I hold him up, I grabbed him, we stood in the door for about a minute, I remember my mother came down. And she had just met her. Like, she didn't know, because we had just met. Because right. we was in school. And I remember my, my mother grabbed him and, 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 and hugged him. I, I can't remember if she prayed with him or not, but I remember she hugged him. And I remember she looked at me. She was like, get some food in the freezer. We, me, me and my stepfather, we going to leave. Y'all got the house for the night. Right, 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 right. And it was, it was one of the best, worst situations ever. Because by the end of the night, he was laughing. He was upbeat. Really. It, was what we, it was what we wanted him to do. And so, and so people talk about this NCAA ruling, right? And, you know, um, LeBron James has been somebody who's been pushing it for a minute, right? right? Him and his agent, you know, Rich, they changed the game. And so yeah. now, you know, California signed it. You know, it's, it's legislation in New York. And right. just yesterday I saw online, now Florida's getting involved, right? That's big areas, too. Right? And so it's a Wisconsin, uh, Wisconsin badges... Um, athletic director was like he's not scheduling no California schools right. to play. I was like, now I hear what you're saying with that, but if this shit start going state to state, yeah, what you gonna do? What you gonna do then? Right. You, you, your school not gonna play nobody. Now you right. really ain't, ain't making no money. Right. So I remember who was saying something about EA Sports and how EA Sports had Coach K and how Coach K had all the NCAA schools on it. And guess. One day I'm playing, and I used to love playing with, you know, smaller schools. And guess who was on it one day? He on it. Delaware State University. Final 499. Number so five. Two, right? Yeah, number yeah. five, number 33. I can't yeah. remember all the numbers, but all y'all yeah. was on it. Not by name, but by number. Image and likeness. Image and likeness. And yeah. so my thing is, if we talk about that, and you just said it a little bit, if, 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 what's the fifth? My father used to always say, rest in peace. 
if if was the fifth, we all be drunk, right? Right. So if y'all would have had that situation back then, you know, things would have been way different, right? And we always say if we would have knew what we knew now back then, right? And so if that would have happened back then, and I'm glad it's happening now, you know, look at the 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 transition. Now some people will say. You know, but that's not what college athletics is about. It's about going to school. It's about academia. It's not about getting paid. But somebody in your position, which you just shared with us, would, would say otherwise. Definitely would say otherwise because <clears throat> somebody who's at college has having the same college experience, if they're also an um, a orator and they go out and do motivational speeches, they're going to get paid. If they're an artist and they go out and they do paintings, they're going to get paid. That stuff can be illustrated in magazines throughout the country. Yeah. If, they, if they're uh, uh, an actor or an actress, they can go and be in movies on their off time and right. get paid residual pay. Right. If they're a lyricist like I was, they can go into contracts right then while they're in school. Right. They don't have to leave. They can get paid right there. Right. So if this is our gift, if this is our craft, our art, how come we can't get paid for it? And, and, you was, and, and I think about it this way, too. I think about it like when we go back to Dale State now, and it's a beautiful campus now. I mean, not saying that it wasn't a beautiful campus at the time we were there. Well, we got everything. It was home. I mean, right, right, it, was, right. it was what we knew, right? right? But we go down there now, and you're like, wow. And, Where this come from? Right. And you know, and you, you and I sitting here, we talking, you and I both know a lot of that money came from you. Uh, Tying them on the football team, yeah. um, um, the 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 baseball team. I mean, we don't want to leave nobody out. The wrestling team, because I remember I remember Lil Warren played. Uh, uh, he was he did wrestling. And I went to one of the matches, and I remember one time he had to get on all fours, and the nigga got behind him, and I left. I'm like, what the fuck is this? Get the fuck out of here! I don't want to see this shit. But you know, it was the athletics that helped the school move forward, and I feel like now, you know, I'm not sure why. This one governor in California decided to do this, but I feel like it's about to blow up. Yeah, and, I, and, it's, it's got and, and I wanted to start the conversation. I know this is not going to be a conversation that's going to be the end-all, be-all, because, again, right. we talked about earlier that it don't start until 2023. So right. it's now 2019. Can you imagine? Now three states are already kind of getting on board. Can you imagine by 2023 how many states will be on board? They'll all be on board. Because what they're going to realize is the world is woke now. The world is waking up. You know what I mean? And it's almost like the talks of reparation. It's almost the same thing because, not because it is in, in its entirety, but the conversations are starting, right. which means it's on people's mind. Exactly. And what they're going to learn real quick is that the athletes aren't the athletes of the past. Right. They know every reason you should have this. My son will be in college playing in 2023 right. and I feel like he should have exposure to that you know why it's going to make him man up and be accountable and learn how to manage his money early beforehand and then those who are that gifted that you know go on to the next level after the collegiate level which is the pro level they won't get ripped off as much because they have practice and and learn along the way how to manage and mismanage my money you know what I'm saying? You have a reason to do that. If you have no reason to do that like us, yeah, and I grew up and I never had shit, guess what? When I when I get a little something, I'm going to get shit. Yeah, exactly. You know what I'm saying? But if I know the goal is 
economically to make your money make money, I'm going to go in with a different approach. Right. Because I not only want this, I'm going to look past the moment for a second because I can come back and get that. I'm going to generate all this. Then this is not. Right. You know what I'm saying? We need that experience because for a lot of us in the situation that are coming up athletically, not all, 80-something percent of us, we don't have any collegiate talk going on before or without basketball anyway. Right. So, you mean to tell me I put in all that work for basketball? I, I, like you said, Sony PlayStation 2, Final Four 99, EA Sports, Mm -hmm. image and likeness all through there. Mm -hmm. I struggled with my son through school. Mm -hmm. You know, luckily it came out. Everything's good. And, 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 and what made me think about you when I was talking to Hood, when he told me to reach out to you, was a video clip that he sent of me with um, Rick Rawls and mm-hmm. Dwayne Wade. And Dwayne Wade was saying that his stipend a month was $230. Yeah. And he can remember being in the gym, shooting jumpers at Marquette with his son right on, yeah. right, on the, right on the sideline while he working out. And I'm like, yeah, every athlete ain't in that situation. But what about the athletes that are in that situation? How do they get help? And right. I know for hood, it's been many nights, you know, Slim called my room, you know, because yeah, back yeah. then, you know, you know. You had, you had. You know, <laughs> I mean, I, I, feel like, I feel like, you know, truth be told, you know, when I came to Dale State, I wasn't rich. Right. But by the time I got to Dale State, I remember, you remember Big Sam? Yeah. Fat Sam, I remember Fat yeah. Sam told me one time, he was like, man, y'all niggas ain't students. Y'all niggas grown men up here, right? Because by the time I got to Dale State and I was there, right, it was like, you know, you know, I was already into what I was into, you know what I'm saying? And so by the time Hood, you know, kind of came, you know, to my room a couple of times, he kind of, you know, he knew what it was. You know, like he came to my room and like looked at my closet and, you know, shoes under the bed, stereo. I got like, refrigerator, microwave. He like, this nigga jack. He do it. He, he, he ain't call well, but right. he, he jacked doing it. He like, yo, a couple hours going to the store. Nigga, say no more, let's go. So it's been times, you know, even though Hood had a good foundation, right. you know, family backing, everybody ain't had that. I mean, it was times when me and Tony Man got there. Tony you know, Tony Man, to tell you, man. Tony, Tony Man should have been playing too. I mean, Tony Man, exactly. Tony Man, you know, come to my room. I don't need my door locked. Hey, I'm about to go to your room. I'm in the shower. Go ahead, man. The room, the door open. Make right. you a sandwich, get you whatever. It don't matter. Right. But I was fortunate enough to be kind of in that circle to have a couple dollars because I was selling weed. Right. So it's cool, but just imagine the kids that don't have that, you know what I'm saying? Or the dudes that I was cool with, and I ain't fuck with like that. Yeah, right, you know what right, I'm saying? Right, right, right. You, Burnton, right. Javan, right. I fuck with y'all. If y'all right. niggas came to me like, Kevin, let me hold you. Right, 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 but if right. I don't know you and you play basketball, nigga, I, don't, I can't right, do nothing right. for you. No Absolutely. disrespect. I just don't do you. So I look at all the wider element of everybody kind of, you know, not having that balance. You know what I'm saying? And now with this happening, I mean, it's going to be big, Joe. And so, I mean, I, I appreciate you, you know, going from, you know, point A to point B because people got to understand, you know, it ain't just, you know, you, you wake up one day and you in college. You got It's a transition. It's a lot of shit that's involved. And I mean, especially for, especially for a lot of us, you know, people of color from the hood. You say you from New Jersey. I'm from D.C. I don't see New Jersey hoods no different than D.C. hoods. You know what I'm saying? When I went to Philly, I ain't see no difference. When I went up to... I, uh, I went up to Boston with Smooth. I ain't seen no, no difference. You know yep. what I'm saying? All I see is Joe is trying to get out. Yep. And if you got a talent, if you got a niche, why not get paid for it? And I mean, right. you know, people would say, oh, it's school. You in school. Yeah, but the NCAA is making not millions, yep. billions of dollars. 
And you mean to tell me if you take your pair of shoes that, you know, the Adidas that y'all wore, even though I knew that they was ugly as hell, if you took them and signed your <laughs> name and sold them to somebody for $100, you get in trouble for that? Right. How is that? That's, That's your shoe. That's slavery. That's crazy. And so when people think about modern day slavery and they talk about reparations, it's like kind of all tied into this 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 entity, yep. this NC triple A. I mean double double A, man. It's, yep. it's it's tied on into this. So I feel like with this happening, this is a discussion that I want people to have. And I feel like it's not gonna be the end all be all. But you know, to be able to talk to you, to be able to talk to Hood, Dante. And once I get it all wrapped up, you'll be able to hear Dante's piece. Yeah. It was, it was, it was one of those situations where I, we got it, we got to get this going. I got to get right. this on my pro, my my platform so people can kind of hear and start going from there. And like you said, you know, all of the pictures that I saw in your office, all them guys. I mean, if we had a round table and we got mics and set up, and, and, and man, I would love to hear from them because I feel like you know, like your stories is different than theirs. You know, of course. Hood story was different than yours, but when I did Hood's um, Hall of Fame tribute, yeah. it was like people didn't know, like you said, Hood had been involved with so much. I mean, nobody knew that, I, even me, I didn't know Hood had been to a, a George Call camp yep. strictly for shooters. I didn't yep. even know it existed, yep. but he's been through that. And I felt like the way Dale State, and I hate to say this, but I felt like the way Dale State dropped the ball on him, his next step. From Delaware State was the NBA. Yeah, there's no question. Like, I mean, there's no question. And they, and he had any and every accolade you need to get in. To get in, it's, and and the only it was mismanagement. There's no there's yeah. no way around it. I mean, you know what I'm when, when we came to the games and they passed out them flyers and they passed out the 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 the, the, the you know the lineups. Who face was on the front? Hell yeah. 33 shoes. Yeah, yeah. So he's like, you, you, you the face of the team, and y'all not gonna look out for this man. So I mean, no. even, even, even with that regard of him and the school mismanaging his opportunity, what right. if he would have been getting paid? He probably wouldn't have been as, right? You know, upset or as, you right. know, distracted because he'd be like, well, I got a couple dollars. I still could probably go to this camp and I can do I can this. I put myself somewhere. But when you don't have that that back, you can't do nothing. It's all no. family. It's on that. Now we rushing. Now we trying to, you know, write letters to David Stern and get into the camp and do all this stuff. And I mean, he Point still tried. Look, He's, imagine we know who Hoodie was. Hell Even yeah. if the rest of the world don't, we know. Hell you yeah. know what I'm saying? And it's not even so much the accolade. He deserved that. Yeah. He deserved it. Without a doubt. Just what he came through and been through to get there, finish, he deserved it. Right. So us, I was only there for two years. I went three as a student, but only played two years. Right. If I see you ain't fucking with hood, yeah. ain't no way you fucking with me. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like you said, this is the face of the team. Yeah, but he went all four years. Yeah. Numbers and you're not, you're not looking out for him. Yeah. Come on, man. And I was, and, and, I was hurt. And oh man, I, I was I was hurt. I disgusting. mean, and and, and 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 when I say I was hurt, I wasn't hurt in Dale State. I mean, we we knew what happened. Right, right, right. But when he told me the story after the fact, I was like, wait, what the fuck? He was like, yeah, dog. I was like, wait, no, nah, you say yeah, dog. Like that's, I'm ready to go. Fuck somebody up, and he, was, and he was just like, you know, well, the person that you want to fuck up, you know, he not even here no more. I was like, for real? He was like, yeah, he passed away. Yep. He said, and I don't really, you know, totally blame him. Right. He was like, because the athletic director knew what it was, 
and should have knew how to, you know, finagle and get me in this camp, do this. The, he he talked about this uh this regional tournament or regional game, this big game that he was supposed mm-hmm. to be in, didn't even get to play. I was like, what? So when you hear how that ball dropped and just stayed on the ground, if that money would have been coming, that lightness, and I, we ain't talking about millions of dollars. We talking about if it, if it, it's, if it, it's if it was hundreds of dollars. EA Sports, yeah, and, it's and, enough. And just like you said, you know, having a son, you know, he he had kids early too, right? And that would have helped with that situation. I mean, it, it, I just feel like. I know it's not about money, and I don't want people to feel like, oh, y'all just talking about money. No, it's not really about having the money, but it's about coming from where you came from, your story that you just gave, and how hard that was to get to where you came from, and even when you got there, sleeping on the floor. Right. If you would have been getting two hundred dollars, you'd have been like, oh, right, I'm, I'm, I'm on the floor, but I'm, 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 I'm full. I ain't hungry. Right. You know what I'm right. saying? I ain't got to ask Kate on for no money to get it's something to eat, eat right, even right, though right, right, you right, can right, get right. it regardless. Right, right. But I just feel like it's more to it's more to the story than just money. And I right. feel like I want people to get an understanding of having more stories like y'all, you know, football, basketball. I mean, I got a few people that I think um, play soccer. I got a few people that play um, baseball. So I want to talk to everybody because I'm like, you know, every sport fueled money to the school. Right. But what did you get back other than a degree? Right. Let me tell you. And if I, 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 I never even really like talking about this. But I'm going to talk about it because you brought it up. So I tried to, I even tried to backdoor my way into the league. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And I knew at the time the Bulls were still alive. I couldn't go to him. Couldn't go to Mooch. And I couldn't go to uh, Dennis. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Because by this time, I was considered the head case. And I don't knock them for that because they didn't know what was going on in my life personally. Right. They didn't know. They had nothing to do with all the losses or whatever. Right. So they only saw how I was reacting. Right. So by this time, I became the head case. I was When I got hurt versus UCLA, I was fifth in the nation in three-point percentage. That's the tape that Hoodie gave me. Okay. So Bill Walton went bananas on this. Tommy mm-hmm. Bryant, Highlight Butlers. Oh, he's he's uh, fifth in the nation in three-point percentage. He's... Great. This, but, this, but, this but not to cut you off, but let's but let's 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 talk about that. Okay, Delaware State University, mm-hmm. Dover, Delaware, North Dupont Highway, right? <laughs> right. And we talking about UCLA, and we talking about you know this this old white man who normally hates on everybody. Bill Walton, man. Excuse my French, was sucking dick that whole game, <laughs> right? Because hood. Played in the tape. I mean, was Ew. sucking dick, but he went back. You know, when he talked about Hood being from Forestville, Maryland, playing for this coach, doing right, that, right, right, right. talking about you. I was like, Joe, and these jumpers can't get no money out of this. But it was Mitch. Byron Davis yeah. was on that team. Was yeah. the O'Bannon brothers there at the time? Uh, I know, um, what's my man? Uh, no, not O'Bannon. Um, I can't, the, I can't. Brother, the Rush, Javon okay, Rush. Rush. That's who found me. Okay. Um, what's my man name? Uh, Lysen Catholic Cali. M- 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 Matt Brown? No, I don't think it was Brown. But but you fifth in the nation in three point percentage. And Hood is third in the nation in scoring. Right. And ninety some percent Del- Del- from the free throw. Delaware line. State University, yeah. Who right. the- who the, compared to UCLA, who the fuck is Delaware State University? Who the fuck is this coming to here shooting 
you know, getting 40 points. Like, who is that? Right. Where they do that at? Right. And, 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 that's, and that's the point. I had to try and take that footage myself. Hood had to try to take that footage. Yeah. Really, really, that's it. Nobody else, you know, could have. I mean, I think he had a couple overseas, you know, situations. Right. But by then, you know, he got the kids. It's Mom, totally different. Mama need help with the kids. And then when we walk away, it, it the appearance is, oh, they didn't have it. Right. They didn't have what it took. No. I went to a camp in Raleigh, North Carolina. Um, Info Sport. It's almost 300 people. They wanted, out of 300 people, they wanted a guard and a big. Mm. Out of 300. Mm. I did end up being that guard. Wow. That they were... You know, inquiring about this is after injury. Wow. And they had a big. Got with a, a firm, an agent, I won't put the name out there, but his name of his agency was Omega Sports. So I'm thinking I'm from a black school. It's Omega Sports. It's, it's, I see his purple and gold. This dude is with me. Right. Let's do this. We're gonna flip this whole shit on his head. Right. That's how my mentality was. Right. I'm very military, you know that. Right. You know what I'm saying? So um I grew up five percent, you know how to go, peace God. But uh, I was militant. I was on it. So I wanted that whole college, black college experience to be appreciated. Right. You know what I'm saying? So after I'm hearing fact. that. After the fact. After, after the, the mismanagement. Because yeah. it's bigger than nothing. Yeah. So I'm here now. Do extremely well there. They fly me out to Portland. They're trying to start this PBL, Summer League, a paid Pacific Basketball League. They try. There's no G League and D League in our right, yeah, right, time. You right, know what I'm saying? Right. Internet just was coming out. Too. Right. So get us out there. It's a week and a half, two weeks of pretty much trying out training. Mm -hmm. So they had three categories. You're A player, B player, C player. If you're a C player, you get 20, 25,000 for the summer. If you're a B player, you get 30, 35. A player 40 45. Okay. They told me flat out you get it 45. Oh, the brain. Sign on a die. I'm ready. I'm ready. End up not even getting more, no more than 45, 49. Um, they pick your car, rental car. They pick your apartment where you stay. And it's all in the circle. See, the money stay in the circle. You can leave. And mother, the money going to stay in that circle. So they bring us in. I'm back home. Everybody celebrating. My whole family. My dad, we talk about we going to do this and this and that. That's 45K for two months. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, this, I'm in heaven. Me and Camille had split at the time and shit. Oh, wow. So she was working. She was teaching. We was living right here in Spring Hill Lake. She kicked me out and shit. I'm back in Jersey. I called, yeah, you know, 45. <laughs> <laughs> for, two, for two months. 45, yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I should have did that shit. That's probably why I went left. But right. anyway, long story short, I'm fast forward. The strike ended. Mm. The lockout ended. So they was trying to really play us like it was going to be like, um, what's the, sh the replacements? Right. You know what I'm saying? Because they got contracts. Right. So they got to put bodies in, right. you know. In those spots. Right. Lockout ends. They start the new union, so to speak, how, how it is, how we recognize it today. Right. And Portland acquires Scotty Pippen out of Houston for $90 million which flips the summer league up on his head mm. and it never gets off the ground. Wow. And he never even played 90 games. Wow. So my chance was up in smoke like that. Wow. And they had me, not that I regret any of it because this is the kind of person I am anyway. They had me at the Indian reservations talking to kids, drilling kids. That's who I am anyway. Right. You know what I'm saying? But I'm, I'm in here. 
doing all of this stuff for PBF. And then, boom, it's gone. So it shouldn't have, but for the time being, it crushed my spirit. So then I was done with basketball. And I walked away. Even when I got here, it was training out Crofton, Crofton, Maryland at 4 in the morning um, with a Wizards uh, trainer and um, Strick, uh, Rod Strickland. Mm -hmm. um, uh, Man, I can't even think of all the names was in there. And even they was like, yo, who's this? This nigga got it. Right. But in my mind and my heart, I ain't having no more. Right. Because that road was long. Yeah, buddy. High school to oh, junior no. college to another junior college to have to sit out a year at Dell State. My little brother really got locked up. I finally figured that out. To getting on the team, finally thinking now I don't have to play pay for nothing. I'm stuck and everything is great. Only to realize, especially a, a, a full scholarship at a MEAC school, HBCU, mm. is not the same as so where Dwayne Wayne was getting two hundred and fifty dollars stipend. I didn't get $250 stipend in two years if you calculated everything that we got. Right. So everybody across the board should be getting paid something. Right. Because we're holding... I mean, I, I hate to reference it. I mean, you, to, you, to, you, you, you keeping the NCAA running. Right. The, the, without, the stu- the without, without the students, is nothing. Right. And I hate to liken it to keep saying slavery or whatever, but it's like cockfighting or mandingo fighting. If you remove... The fighters, there's nothing. There's nothing. You know what I'm saying? And, and and that's what they need to understand because not saying my life is horrible now, but I could have been ahead of where I, I am right now. Yeah. Had we been given money that we had to learn about, learn how to manage it. Investments. You know, investment. If we, that makes me want to learn in class. I want economics now. Exactly. Because I got something steady coming in. Exactly. Yeah, I would have glued some of it on whatever, but that's yeah. just some of yeah. it. I'm, I'm still a young man growing up. Yeah. But for the most part, it should be, as they say, rules and regulations mm-hmm. within the system that says you have to maybe invest money in this. Right. A certain two percent or something. Right. Or you know what I'm saying? Right. So you have something. Yeah. You know what I mean? With us, the 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 great the greatest experience I got from Delaware, Delaware State wasn't basketball. It was my wife, y'all, my teammate, the experience right. the experience that I had there, right. learning how to move differently, not be so hot-headed. Right. See how people look at that like, ah, dog, it out, you always on some bullshit. Hey. I, I needed to experience all there. of that to become <laughs> what I'm still trying right. to become and, then, and, and, and be for other people. Right. So, yes, they can say it's not about money, well, if it's not about money, tell them motherfuckers to stop charging us for school in the first place. Right. Because it ain't about money. Just teach us. Right. And you know that's not going to Ain't going to happen. So stop with it ain't about money talk. It is about money. Right. They know what it is. And they know people like us, people of color, come from a, a disadvantaged situation. Right. We don't need to play no violin for it. It is what it is. Yeah. We still here. That's true. We still survive. That's true. We got the grit. Right. You know what I'm saying? But we polished ourselves up enough to it. get through it. That's true. Look, that, like I told you earlier, I mean that. They need to see you here in this community. Right. I can have all the basketball players in the world come through here. Right. They need to see you. That's what's up. You know why? Because the ball gonna stop bouncing for the best of us. Right. For, for LeBron, the ball gonna stop bouncing. Right. Then, we then what? Do. Exactly. We gotta start doing what you was already doing. Right. At school, nigga. I know. <laughs> I know what you did. You know what I'm saying? You was already making moves, then to position yeah. yourself like this. Yeah. That's nothing but love, honor, and respect, man. Mm-hmm. And I need the kids in this community that I'm running, I need them to see that. 
That's what's up. You know what I'm saying? I mean that. That's what I told you. Every time. Right. Hit me. That's what's up. And I mean that. I mean, I, I feel like I feel like it's a conversation that's going to keep going. Um, I, I appreciate you taking the opportunity and sharing your story. I mean, from beginning to end, I was loving it because I felt like the transition is going to be great. Because once we start talking about the nuts and bolts of it, it's like, damn, he came from that and went to right. this and, and now this. And so people can hear a story of why, you know, this conversation is even about and why a governor decided to make this step and now why two other states is following up. You know what I'm saying? So again, y'all, this is not going to be a conversation that's going to stop no time soon. This legislation is going to be um, ongoing until 2023, but I'm hoping that this discussion kind of opens everybody's ears up to kind of get people thinking about it and kind of, you know, just, just talking about it because we all know somebody who went to school. We all know somebody who played sports and we all know somebody who you know, was that guy in the neighborhood and now they back home, you know, Lonnie Baxter, you know, prime example, he working at a car dealership. I mean, these were guys that won the NCAA championship and now he's that working at no a Chevrolet dealership, you know what I'm saying, making minimum compensation based off what he, you know, selling, you know, on the lot or whatever. So, again, man, it's real talk with the six, man. I'm glad I had an opportunity to give y'all another, you know, discussion um, that's well worth it. I mean, it's a little lengthy, but... Um, I think y'all, I think y'all appreciate it based off, you know, the content. So again, like I always tell y'all, be easy, you know, don't do nothing I wouldn't do, and definitely be better than you were yesterday. Brian, I appreciate it, man. Appreciate it, family. All right. You know my man? Real talk. I'm the six man, man the six man, with the six man. Gang plan, you don't know who I am. I leave you in the saddle, homie. I'm a six man. No need for gang plan. I told you who I am. Come out in the check and you see why I'm a six man. No need for gang plan. You don't know who I am. I leave you in the saddle, homie. I'm a six man. No need for gang plan. I told you who I am. Come out in the check and you see why I'm a six man. Six streets, I'm the six man. I'm talking real talk. Here with the program. I'm the six street. I'm the six man. I'm talking real talk. Here with the program. But they call me heartened and I made them fit the beard when I rain these tears on all your top tiers. Yeah, the rain for some smoke. You want a clipper or a hawk? I'm hot. Jamal Crawford make a blazing trail to the rack. I'm Cliff Robertson. Say I was a king with the Sack on G Box B Jackson. So pardon you, little homie. I know that you don't know. But beyond three, I'm on no mix with Kuko. She get in my my disco. It's never off her feet. I feel like they'll carry. She know it's in my jeans. So take a look at me. Can do it twice in four years. I feel like you win. So step out here, my man, and get the beat. No, the six streets. I'm the six man. I'm talking real talk. Here with the program. I'm from six streets. I'm from six man. I'm talking real talk. Here with the program. It's the six dog. We all the way to make figures. Making moves, making money, dog. Always deliver. It's the six street dog. You already know it is. I'm the heart. Beat man, always handle my beats. I'm from six feet, I'm six man. No evil bang grass, I'm from six feet, I'm six man.
Miami on the six, man.